Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, I'm doing good. It's a bit... We're doing this in the morning, which feels weird. Yeah, right? I'm glad you brought that up, because, like, it, it is bizarre, and um, that's probably how, why I said a little husky this say, How, how well. are you holding up more than anything? Yeah, look, I'm doing all right. Good. Um, that's good. Is that a, a, a big couple of days? Yeah, I was gonna say you've been flat out. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, I guess you know we'll, we'll kick it off with in, in the banter section with um, uh, MBM Watch. Uh, oh God! Hear the news. The news is still don't have it after having another connection day yesterday. Um, You're closer, I guess. Yeah. Look, we yeah, I guess. We had a, a one technician come out and said that we needed a cable going through our wall. We're like, yeah, no worries. He's like, I'll call someone and get someone out today. I was like, fantastic. Uh, the guy came out about 4.30 uh, and was at our house for about three hours before he realized Jesus. Like, he did everything he possibly could. And it was like, I think the final thing that he said was that the cable was to do with another department outside. Oh, my so God. I don't fucking know what's going on there. So, um Someone's getting a phone call after we finish recording today. Absolutely. As someone who went through like nearly 10 months of just jumping through hoops with ISPs and telcos, and it's, it can be a goddamn nightmare because they, oh, they just sit there and be like, that's ah, someone else's problem. They've got to fix it. And then you'll go to that person and they're like, actually, no, they've got to fix this before we can fix this. Yep. It's just and getting you just get passed around. Handballed, uh, handballed around and it's like, God damn it. Um, and all you want is internet. That's all you want. That's all I want. I want internet that I don't have to pay like $800,000. Exactly. For, so, um, but yeah, oh. it's, I, I feel like I'm doing things like like a sneaky down low way of doing things of like, oh, I've got to use Well, we're, like, we're doing this super hotspot. old school today. Yeah, we're, 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 we're calling each other. I'm on a phone. My, I don't oh. actually know the last time my phone has been involved in a phone call, you know, apart from like yep. the ones where you pick up and it's just like, well, this is a bot or a, sp- a spam call and I'm just going to hang up immediately. It's just, yeah. not, it's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, phone I, phone I, call? I, I, I like Ash calls me quite a lot. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's, that's probably the only thing. And like my parents, like that, but apart from that, um, and maybe the odd call from work, that's about it. Um, yeah, that's, that's the bulk of any phone calls I get family and work. Anyone else is just like, look, just, just message me, man. I'll jump yep. on Twitter or mess- Facebook Messenger, like anything but a phone call, please. Yeah, I know it's so much easier. Um, uh, but what's been news with you though, Karen? Uh, not a lot actually. Uh, just recovering from a, which I, we will get into soon. Yeah, a, a long week last week of no sleep, mm-hmm. partially due to E three and also partially due to just a ridiculous amount of work. So I yep. was wiped all weekend, mm-hmm. but I've had a couple of days of rest and I'm feeling significantly better. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. Or, oh, well, it's kind of good. Uh, yeah, eight, eight hours at the hospital will do. We'll, battle, we'll take it battle, out of anyone. Battle but, drain you. Um, that's a whole other story. But you'll um, feel it. But yeah, apart from that, I. I mean, before we get into the the meat of this week's episode, um, I have been. I just wanted to like touch on briefly some games I've been playing. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um. Well, it, it's not a whole lot to be honest. I I've sort of been like bouncing around between a couple of different games. Um, but I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I downloaded, uh, uh, Gator Roboto, um, which is a cute sort of 8-bit Metroidvania, uh, starring uh, a cat that can climb in and out of, like, mech suits, um, 
it's very good. I really liked it. It was quite, it's short. It was like, like four or five hours long, maybe. Um, but and, it's and also, it's, it's also pretty reasonably priced as well. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like 10 or $15 or something. Yeah. It's, it's good, definitely good worth pick your up. while. Um, and it, it does reward multiple playthroughs because I almost got the hundred oh. percent. Um, and apparently there's a different ending. You get a different ending for hundred percent. As long as the completion rewards isn't like the cat stripping down. Cause I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 it's, um, it, but, and you don't even have to like a hundred percent, uh, I can't remember. I don't think you have to hundred percent maps. Oh, you might have to, I don't know. I can't remember, but the, there's, there's one thing that you would normally have to do in a Metro venue to 100% it that you don't have to worry about. I can't remember if it's like discovering the whole map or not, but, um, I don't think, I mean, typically Metroidvanias don't require the full map discovered. Yeah. It's usually just that, you know, you probably want to check just in case there oh, is yeah, something for, there that require, is required. This, like, again, I keep thinking about how many how many things are hidden in Super Metroid that you can just straight up miss and never even realize you've missed them. Yeah. Um, and even in stuff like Metroid Prime, like all the extra beam weapons and stuff, it's like these things you don't need. Yeah, exactly. But you can find them and they will make your arsenal better and give you more exploration options. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they help, but um, but yeah, not not required. But Yeah, not um, required for completion. It's definitely worth a look. Um, it's got a really cute, like, black and white 8-bit art style. Um, it's very reminiscent of, uh, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the show before, but uh, Downwell. Yeah, it, the, the visual style reminds me of stuff like yeah, Downwell and Minute as well. Yes, Minute. Oh, that's another game that um, I want to get to. Um I'm, 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 it's on my, it's in my watch list on my Switch, but um, my watch list has ballooned in the yeah, last seven days. <laughs> yeah, I got a few things on there too. Um, but yeah, that's really fun. It's worth your while. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, I've also, you know, been smashing through some more Division Two. Still loving it. Um, I hit cap, Joel. I hit thirty. Oh, you did. I've, I've got to get back in. I've got to get on that grind again, man. I, I like held off because I was like, it's okay, I'll have internet next I know. week. And then, yeah. Oh. Anyway, um. But yeah, really loving it. Still having a ball with it, even in solo, like which is where the the primary way I've been playing it. To be honest, um, yeah, I play, I've been playing some solo the last couple of nights, and it's very fun. Yeah, it's it's surprising. Like considering you look at a game like that, which has a focus on such like it it, it prides itself on being a squad based game. Yeah, um, exactly. It, the fact that you can jump in solo and still have just as much fun is um is pretty impressive. But um yeah. I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm de- it's definitely going to be on my uh, on my short list at least for come end of year. I think um, just for the amount of time that I've played it. I'm not willing to commit to that just yet. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just at this stage I'm like I've got a it it might be a bit lower down the list, but I've got a feeling it's going to be on there. But um, and finally, I've been playing after waiting after the rest of the world has been playing it for about a month. Uh, I finally got, uh, you messaged me and said that, uh, Katana Zero finally launched on the, on the Switch last week in Australia. So, uh, I picked that up straight away and, uh, I've been playing through that. I'm almost at the end of it. Um, I'm probably like, you know, once we get back to our normal episodes next week, um, I, I I'll, I'll give a more in-depth oh, analysis. I, I have stuff ready for next week. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Because... Speaking of things that we've been playing, like I finally uh, finished Subnautica just this oh. weekend gone. I got my Platinum and I am ready to... That game is really good and also oh. incredibly scary. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's good to hear. I look forward to hearing about that. Um, but yeah, no, Katana Zero is awesome as well. Um, enjoying that tight gameplay. That just has that just one more go 
feel that like you know the respawns are are super quick so like you know the hotline miami super meat boy way of doing things where it's like yep this is it um and the overall story is really interesting i think i'm gonna have to do some research after i finish it (laughs) just to sort of uh catch up on bits of lore and stuff like that And, and the way it handles like dialogue choices and things like that it's really really cool um but yeah, uh, I just thought I'd give a quick rundown. Is there anything you wanna you wanna touch on, like in the oh, um, rapid fire round? Well, honestly, besides Subnautica and Division Two, I haven't been playing much else. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm also I'm still running for my Persona Five perfect run through nice. ahead of the release of Persona Five Royal next year for us. Oh. So I'm just trying to trying to knock through that platinum before I never play this version again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I'm I will only be playing the new version. I keep uh, I keep going to myself. I'm like, I could go back to it now. I could, and so I'm like, ah, oh, do I? Do I? Or do I just wait? Who knows? Maybe it's, at this point, it's like now or never, really. Because I'm, yeah, I'm, go- I'm getting through it as best I can with the time I've got. I've been playing it, I think, on and off for the last month, and I'm still like, I'm at. Uh, I just finished Futaba's Palace, oh, and I have yeah. so much ahead of me. I'm like, wow, this, yeah, I've, I'm in for the long haul still. So, yep, yep, no, <laughs> still long haul is definitely so the uh, keyword so, there. Good. good, but game. like honestly, apart from that, yeah, I just the last few weeks has just been e three and sleeping and working and adding stuff to my watch list on Switch. <laughs> yes, uh, likewise. Um, well, you mentioned the big words there. E uh, three is of course all done, wrapped up for twenty nineteen, uh, and with it, uh, we've got a whole bunch of impressions. Um, we're sort of going to cherry pick some of the stuff that we thought was really good because we kind of thought that like considering. This year, which we'll touch on a little bit, I guess, when we sort of give a, an overall view of what we thought of the show. Um, it's uh, it was a, a, a strange year. Uh, with, it was with no Sony and things like that. So we, I, I like, we kind of thought we'll cherry pick the stuff that we really liked and got us really excited instead of focusing on some of the negatives and things like that. Um, that's all out there. You probably heard about it by now. If you haven't, there's there's stuff on the internet. Um, but yeah. Uh, so your overall thoughts on the show just you know the i guess the rapid fire of e3 um okay so i mean the big takeaway i think a lot of the 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 sad parts really can be summarized by just leaks dude like true i saw a lot of back and forth on twitter i think it was uh it was jason schreier tweeting about like don't let companies fool you like about spoilers for their marketing i'm like look i get it i get what you're saying but it's also i just like that excitement yeah, of course. Um, I think uh, Brandon Jones of the Allies talked about it a lot, and there's a particular there's a part in the Microsoft press conference that we'll talk about. But it, if that had, if that had leaked, like, oh man, oh, yes. what a bummer! Yes, uh, I agree. So yeah, so like honestly, because of some of the leaks we had, a lot of them did pertain to Microsoft's press conference, and a lot of their best surprises. Yes, uh, it dawned on me about halfway through that press conference was just like, okay, this is a this is a transition e three like. Yeah, that's my expectations the- were set in check very quickly into that press conference. It's like, okay, look, we're treading water. CG trailers next year for next gen is when we'll just blow out again. Yeah, and like the the stuff that they were willing to show gameplay of it was like, this is coming in the next six to eight months, essentially. Yeah, but then there was also just weird omissions, like where you're like, you could have showed gameplay for that, but you didn't. And yep. again, we'll talk about it on a, on a conference-by-conference basis where it's just yeah. interesting choices. Well, that was a whole conversation that came out around this E3 that I've seen mm-hmm. being kicked around yep. by developers not wanting to show gameplay at events like this anymore. 
Yeah, it's weird, right? It's weird, but I, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, because you look See, at, you look at things like uh, Puddlegate from like as stupid as it is, but like things like Puddlegate from last year and those sort of things where the internet blows up when they show <laughs> gameplay, and then when they finally get the game in their hands, it's different, and they're like, "Well, this is not what we were promised." And um, yeah, I, like. I kind of see where they're coming from. Look, I get it. But the big, like, honestly, I think across all of these three, the biggest, the biggest one where you're like, oh, gosh, you should have showed the gameplay is, uh, and it sort of works counter to that, is Avengers. Like, yeah, that's true. So Avengers had that, had that trailer that was like, cool, this is interesting. And they come out on stage and they're talking about how this, again, this is all very much from a Square Enix portion, so I won't go into too far, but they're talking about like no loot boxes, no micro, like no, um, like all heroes are free and all that. It's like, yep. guys, calm down. I don't know what this game is yet. Like you're yeah. trying to talk about all this free content. I just want, I want to see it. And there was, there was some very dodgy shaky cam leak of the gameplay from like a, like, down in someone's lap, pointing the camera up on an angle where you can see some shoulders in the gameplay. And, like, that's the only way to watch it at the moment. Right. And I'm sure it'll be, like, Cyberpunk, and the gameplay will come out in, like, a month or so, like, last year's E3. Mm -hmm. But it's just... Some of these games was like, that sounds cool, but I'd like to see it. Yeah. I... I, Yeah, you're 100% right. That's a good point. Um, But bringing up the Cyberpunk thing, I, I, I like the fact that all we have at the moment is like people's impressions because I, I, in my mind, it's like it's building hype, which could, I guess could bite it in the ass a little bit, but I know with cyberpunk, it's not going to because see it's city project red. So I know the quality is going to be there. Cyberpunk's a bit different for me because honestly, I am pretty confident in how that game will play after that big 15 minute demo came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. So like the fact it was behind closed door stuff this year is like, cool, that's cool. But I have an idea how this game's going to play, so I'm happy for just trailers. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's probably a good like lead-in point to uh, kicking off what we thought of the conferences, because um, that's going to be one of mine for our next conference. Um, which, uh, the first one, kicking off... Uh, I mean, EA had their event over the weekend. They have their Star Wars thing. Yep, Star Wars looks really good. I'm 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 into it. I'm again. Star Wars is one of those things where I want to see a bit more of a gameplay. Hearing impressions sounds good, and yeah. the combat sounds serviceable. I've heard that it because it, uh, Tim Gettys from uh, kind of funny was saying that he wasn't a fan of it when he saw the gameplay like reveal, but when see, he went I wasn't hand- really either. Yeah, well, he went hands on with it, and he said, "No, no, it's you have to like play that game to get a feel for how that game is." Um, and he said he was much more positive once he'd played it. Um, it seems very, like, the combat seems really tight and a lot of fun. Um, so I, th- I, it looks like, to me, I honestly was pretty, like, impressed by the the gameplay segment. It looked just like Uncharted with Star Wars, which I'm totally okay with. For, for me, the only thing that still sort of, again, not necessarily, not necessarily rubs him the wrong way, but it, you can like, you can tell these are the Titanfall guys is when the Jedi, like when he starts wall running. Oh, the wall running. It, that's I'm like, like, yeah, you probably didn't need the wall running guys. It's like signature, <laughs> signature respawn right there. Um, When's the last time you saw a Jedi wall run? I mean, like, it kind of makes sense that they would be able to, because I, I think I had the same reaction. I'm like, oh, that looks weird. And I was like, I guess they probably would. Like, like the reason I'm giving it a pass is because it's respawn, and I know that the wall yeah. running works well. But yeah, it, and I, I, I don't know. I think it's maybe seeing it in third person versus first person, where you're like, 
Sure, I guess. <laughs> True, yeah. First person, it, it, yeah, because you're not seeing, like, the full body animation. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. you're just seeing a camera tilt to the side a little bit and sort of exactly a, a whole bunch and then jump. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think, though, the lightsaber battles look really good. And um, I'm ready for, like, a, a fun... Um, that's a part I need to go hands-on with, Joel. I know, yeah. Watching the de- like watching snippets of a demo, I'm like, okay, cool. So it's sort of like a from software light yeah, for combat sure. system. Absolutely. With like unblockable attacks and, and things yeah. like with, that. Straight up to where like the enemy glows red, similar how, to how in Sekiro they would have the red mark to yep. let you know, hey, uh, probably dodge this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I, I like the look of uh, Cal, the character. Um, and I really, like the droid is adorable. I, like BD1, the MVP of that game already, I feel. Um, what no love for uh for Forrest Whitaker's character? I mean, it was cool to see the news in there. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, Sol Guerrero is here. That's cool. That's pretty rad. Oh, he, was, he was in a bit of that other run, that other one, Rogue One. He was there for a little. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> he was really good in that too. Um, yeah, it was cool to see that and go. Oh, all right, cool. You know, we're we're you. you it was a good character to sort of put in there. That's from it the is, existing honestly. material that was like. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, cool. That character was cool in in Rogue One, and um, it's good to see him sort of come back in this as well. Yeah. To not to not go to go too much into stuff that we're not going to really discuss in a podcast, but uh, he also won me a lot of money in the Easy Allies bets this year. So I'm pretty thankful. <laughs> Damn it, that's right. Um, <laughs> but uh, disastrous. So like, I lost so bad. <laughs> oh man, I, it was wild card. It, it, Things that seemed like locks just were not. Um, My saving grace was like the, the the decision on Final Fantasy. Like that saved me. But I still, yeah. I think out of our group, the bets, like I did not do well in the end. No, 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 no. I, I did very poorly. But um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still excited for it. I think it's going to be, it's going to do, it's going to be like a, a good game at the very least. I don't oh, yeah, think it's like, going to be I, bad. I, it was... It's nice to have a Star Wars game on the horizon that I'm like, okay, this this should be good. It took us time to get here, but that should be good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really, from from EA's coverage. I don't, there's a new Sims 4 expansion that involves an island and mermaids. They had one of the Anthem devs there talking for a bit. Oh, they did? Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm pretty sure it was from this year's one. I... I Oh. He was he was being interviewed by Greg Miller, and I don't think he was doing that last year. But I, it's been a while since uh, last year's EA Play. Yeah. EA Play is just a a cavalcade of disasters, from what I've what I've heard. Yeah, it's anyway. But not focusing on the negatives in this episode. <laughs> only positive, only good vibes. Um, I mean, EA Play doesn't get to be a negative of E three because they were like, no, we're our own thing. So it's just EA is yeah, once exactly. Again, That's true. Yeah, right. messing it up. All right, let's, as usual. Well, let's get into to, to E3 Prime then. That's the the, the official event. Um, well, I guess technically, I guess Microsoft aren't this, really. <laughs> again, this is where it's weird, John. Yeah, I would say Microsoft is more there because they did have, out of all of them, probably the most traditional press conference. Yes. I guess. I, I mean, yeah. Then Bethesda and Ubisoft always do, but yep. like this one. It really felt like a classic press conference because, once again, that stage was so flashy. You can only imagine how much money they poured into it. Oh, yeah. Um, it was... Yeah, look, I, I... The more I thought about Microsoft, the more I was like, oh, that was okay. Like, at the time, I was like, yeah, cool. I think it was just like, you know, E3 excitement. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting up early and watching this and it's going to be great. And 
oh, there's all these crazy things that are happening. And the more I thought about it, I was like, it was pretty inconsistent. But um, yeah, I mean, it, leaks leaks hurt it. Well, that's true. Um, I honestly think that um, the, the the way they were talking about like Project Scarlet stuff was like, oh, okay. I, that's yeah. not what I expected from... It's, well, the fact that they're still calling it Project Scarlet, and honestly, the same thing could be said for xCloud, like their streaming service yeah. is still going under xCloud. They haven't got a name for it yet, so at, it's, it very much felt like, hey, see you guys at E3 2020, where at we'll the, probably give names for these things. Yeah, at the very least, xCloud was running on in their booth and stuff. You could, you could go and check out how xCloud was running, because I heard, I was watching some impressions, and um. Greg and Tim from Kind of Funny were saying that they went hands-on with it and were like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Greg thought Stadia was better. Um, he's, interesting. Yeah, he felt that there was less lag with Stadia, um, which is, yeah, really interesting to hear. But Interesting, but funny, because, like, honestly, Stadia sounds like a service I want no part of. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have the capabilities for it. Oh, but, yeah, um, obviously we don't. But the idea of, like, paying full price to stream a game... It's a bit different from paying, like, like I, for example, bought Captain Marvel over the weekend for 25 bucks yep. to stream for YouTube. But, you know, it's different streaming a two-hour movie that I paid full price for versus paying full price for a game and hoping you can stream it. For yep. God, for some games, like, that could be, like, 40, 50 hours and controller input and, oh, God, just, no thanks, yeah. disc, please, or digital, like, physical, di- digital download, please. Yeah, yeah, digital download, yeah, is, especially in Australia, but... You know, especially if you have to use 4G Wi-Fi to, to do anything on the internet. Um, weird, weird thing, I sent, like, we're probably not going to talk about Stadia proper. Uh, so, they actually did have a, a Stadia Connect before we go further into Microsoft. And there were some cool announcements in there. Most importantly, Baldur's Gate 3, which is exciting as right. hell yes. yeah. from Larian. Uh, they, Divinity games are incredible. So I'm excited to see that. But I guess the biggest story from it that we won't get to touch on elsewhere is the Destiny. The Destiny stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so, interesting. Obviously, now Destiny is free of uh, Activision's shackles. Well, free and, in general. <laughs> yeah. It will be going free to play. Yeah. Uh, and they will have... They got confirmation, like, <laughs> the night before that they will have cross-platform profile, like, support. So yes. you can take your profile across platforms. Stadia... Users who subscribe to like the 999 Stadia Pro, whatever it's bloody being called, yep. will get access to all of Destiny because there is a new expansion coming later this year that uh, you will have to pay for still, I think. I want to say Shadowbringers, but it's not that because that's. No, that's 14. Final Fantasy. It is Shadow Something, no. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going back to the moon and I just can't get excited for that. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's a whole thing. Like Destiny. And apparently the Bungie guys are like, look, depending how this does, it'll depend what happens for Destiny in the future. So I guess we'll see what happens in the future. I seem, I, I, like, the, the general buzz around that whole thing seems to be relatively positive, I think. Look, I'm excited to see what they can do now that free of Activision. And you can tell just by how quickly they've pulled that free-to-play trigger. Yep. Like, I reckon they've wanted to do that for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've only got to look at, like... It's other probably closest direct comparison, which is um, Warframe, and just yeah. seeing how well they're doing with their um, their like payment like, models and things like that. The second that Destiny Two was a plus game, yeah. I was like, something's something's up here. <laughs> and also, yeah, free on um, on Battle.net as well. Yeah, it's just, yeah, something's going on here, and now we know like they free to play. There you go. Yep. 
Um, but uh, yeah, back to Microsoft. All right, Microsoft. <laughs> so uh, uh, the big thing, the, like my favorite thing, ever, and I think the entire internet's favorite thing out of Microsoft conference and potentially all of E3. <laughs> One of the highlights. Oh, it's was, it's way up there. There's one other part that's just like yeah, yeah. nearly on the same level for me. It's uh it's just highlight uh of the entire week. Um was of course uh Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We saw more of that. Uh we saw a surprise cameo from a very, very high cameo. profile actor who um Have you have you been checking on like the, the details coming out? Oh I know, I'll we'll get into that, but uh in, in terms of the trailer itself, there, oh, okay. there was a cameo from a high-profile actor, uh, and then who then appeared on the stage, uh, and that is of course the one, the only Keanu Reeves. He's, Keanu Reeves can just do no wrong at the moment. He's having a good year, you know. He's, he's living up his last few years. Ever since like John Wick rolled out, like he's been just living it up. Yeah, I mean, like you know, this year alone it was John Wick three. He's in um, that Always Be My Maybe, which apparently is one of the highlights of that movie. Um, yeah, he's become a basically the meme of that one. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's that gif going around that everyone's sharing that is just from him, that. Him walking to music, yeah. Yeah. Um and then like with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and he's also in Toy Story Four as well. So Oh is he? Yeah, he's um I don't know if you've seen nice. much of the trailers. He's the uh I, I've been basically off the trailers because I'm probably gonna see it. So Oh yeah, I'm very excited for it. He's the um the stunt man. Like the oh, yeah, okay. Duke Kaboom. That's Keanu Reeves. Duke Kaboom. Yeah. Neat. Uh, I can get behind that. And apparently he's a bit of a highlight of the whole thing. I'm like, sweet, awesome. Cool. Keanu is just, again, Keanu can do no wrong. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, it's a highlight, one of the highlights of uh, of Microsoft's conference. Um, but yeah, before before the reveal of Keanu, we, we got a new trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. That game's still looking fucking great. And I'm very excited about it. Um, and hearing, like, people's impressions of the behind-closed-doors uh, hands-off demo that was this year. It was a completely new one, another 50-minute demo. Um, man, it sounds like I think Ben Moore from Easy Allies put it perfectly, where he said that you hear a lot of games that say that they're an RPG and they offer like you know skill trees and a couple of dialogue choices and things like that to sort of you know tick those boxes. He said the the amount of character building in this that you do is this is an RP, this is a role playing game. You can craft your character the way you want to play and the way that you want it to be. Um, and that's exciting. <laughs> that's really exciting. Um, it's probably the second most ambitious thing that came out of E3 this year. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I, I. The thing is, though, I I know that CD Projekt Red can pull this off. Like, I oh, have fuck no yeah, dude. Faith. Uh, Witcher Three is one of the best games this gen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no doubt that that game is going to deliver like pretty much all of the promises that they they're they're putting out there with this. Um, but uh, alongside uh, a new trailer and, and and Keanu, we got a release date, um, which is a sixteenth of April next year, which feels so close for that game. It feels closer for another game, but we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. we'll get to it. Yes, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> it. Yeah, it felt like that. Just like it feels long for other games as well that might have yes. ruined my. Uh, choices for... Oh, I'm just going to say it because I'm not going to talk about it because I'm really mad at it. Or is it coming out in February? Uh, so, goodbye points for me for my Fantasy League. Um, <laughs> you, you're banking on that Valley of the Gods, but it was not at Eve 3 anywhere. So, nope. I'm now also incredibly nervous about that game coming out in 2019. Yep, me too. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I 
obviously, if you've been on the internet in the last week, you will have seen this, the the cavalcade oh. of Keanu memes, especially related the to your breathtaking injury. meme. Exactly. Um. So I guess I guess we'll talk about that too. The fact that uh, someone in the crowd while he was uh, on stage. By the way, just looking super stoked to be there and super pumped that he's in this game. He seems really like it's, excited it's honestly, about it. It's funny because I think any other celebrity that came out like that, I'd be I would be rolling my eyes a little bit. But Keanu was, like, hey, you get a free pass, man. You it's, live it up. It's, and like we get that great audio clip of him saying cyberpunk, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> it's my favorite. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, uh, all, all the all the memes are going around, but obviously the biggest one is uh yeah someone in the crowd yelled out you know like a, a quiet moment uh, you're breathtaking to Keanu and yeah because I think he was he was saying that walking through the streets is breathtaking and right. then there's a lull that's and then the right. guy yells it out yeah and then like Keanu sort of pauses and has a bit of a laugh and then like swings around and points at him and goes you're breathtaking and the whole crowd <laughs> just loses their mind um the other side of that little part as well is that the guy that did shout that out, posted about it on Twitter and said, I'm I'm the guy who did it. Uh, and CD Projekt Red, like, he tagged them in it and CD Projekt Red replied to him and said, and you're also the uh, proud owner of a collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077. Please DM us. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's so good. Um, Very cool. And I, I haven't bought a collector's edition in a long while, but that I, I must admit, I did look over that one. Uh it just lost me with the statue. The statue? I, I just want the keyring, dude. I want the keyring of the car. Oh. If I could buy that by itself. I'm sure you'll be able to, because the CD Projekt Red, because obviously, if you went and saw the Behind Closed Doors <clears throat> demo, they gave you a really cool jacket. Yeah, I don't even think they gave everyone those. I think they were, oh, okay. I think only... Leave away. Yeah, because I know Tim got one, and I know Ian Hink got one. The people the people who, who some of them who have been giving them, have been flogging them on eBay for about 400 US. Yes. So, uh, but CG, one of the guys from CD Project Red was like, "Look, don't don't pay that for them. We're planning on selling a similar version in our store later down the road." It's so. such a cool jacket. It's cool. I like that it's reversible. It's reversible, and like the inside is like bright yellow, like that yeah. cyberpunk yellow. I mean, oh god, I, if they if they put that up for sale, depending on how much it is, I'm like, I might I might jump on that because it looks really good, and I love <laughs> the samurai like logo, the the artwork for it looks really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm super jazzed on this. I, I know in the past when I played Witcher 3, it overwhelmed me, but I think... That's fine. We know you hate fantasy. <laughs> it's not that I hate it. It's just not my You thing. do, clearly. Compared to, well, compared to like a like like neo-future cyberpunk world, uh, that excites me more um, personally. But, you know, I'm I'm pretty jazzed for that. What's uh? What excited you about from 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 Microsoft? What what was something that really stuck out for you? So this is why my E three sort of started off with a whimper because the thing that excited me most was leaked, right? And it was still the thing that excited me most out of this entire press conference, even though it only had a CG trailer. Yeah, and even though all the like the logo assets leaked before it, and it was just so disappointing. But Elden Ring from From Software and George R. R. Martin is clearly the best thing out of this press conference by a country mile. It was, it was, yeah, again, leaks hurt it, but... Uh, that would have been such an amazing bomb to drop, but yeah, it's a shame that not... And, like, the leaks sucked, but you could easily write them off with skepticism, but it wasn't until George posted on his blog, he was just like, oh, yeah, it was uh, 
doing some consulting in Japan on a video game. You're like, well, well shit, it's real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> well, shit, yeah. God damn it, George. Um, <laughs> Finish the books. <laughs> yeah, he's doing like 800 other things. <laughs> I know. He's, Props to the dude, though. He's, he's working hard. He must, have, on him. he must have some severe writer's block where he's trying to just, like, <laughs> yeah. kickstart that creativity. A- anything but. Yeah, he's just, like, procrastinating to the max. Um, um, and anyway. Yeah, we didn't get honestly much details beyond the CG trailer. Again, mm. it's one of those ones where it feels like this is a game we're going to see next gen. Yes. And even reading, again, because now that it's been confirmed, we can go back to a lot of the leaks and like, it sounds like it's going to be a from software open world game, which they haven't really done before. So that's exciting. Yeah. The idea of the, the lore coming from Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin is exciting. Yeah. Like, already. Uh, the the law in Dark Souls alone, but it Bloodborne and Sekiro and all that. That's going to be it's hard fantasy. That one. <laughs> it's some of the best in the game in the games industry, honestly. Like, and it it does sound a lot like this is going back to the more Dark Souls style versus how Sekiro told a traditional story. Okay. This one is sounding a lot more Dark Soulsy, right down to the creator character coming back. Yes, yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, just this is a game to straight up keep your eyes on. From software sure. can do no wrong lately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're sort of they've got a, a bit of a free pass to sort of try whatever they want to try. Um, and just again, speaking of companies like working hard mm. over the last few years, they've put out Dark Souls, like three Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, and that VR game, and now they're working on this. Like, yeah, good god! Like, and that studio is like it's a big studio, but I can't imagine it being massive. No, I don't think it yeah. is. Like, I, don't, I guess they just keep getting bigger with every game. I don't know. Like, but yeah, hardworking guys, and that trailer has me incredibly excited. Mm-hmm. Some of the visuals you see in that, like, even just the designs, just whew, let's go. Yeah, I, I like. The, I just like the logo. The, the logo is very the cool. Logo is simple, but it's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to check that out whenever we see more of it. Do you think we'll get something at maybe probably probably game, game awards? awards? Yeah. That, that would make sense, considering that's where we first... I think it'll be another CG trailer, though. Yeah. But maybe with, like, faux gameplay, like, with some sort of combat in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, yeah, I would be surprised. Because, yeah. again, we sort of saw hints that could lead to it. There's a very coolly designed-looking, I think, female character in this trailer. Yes. That was like, yes. Yes, I want to dress my character like that, because she looks incredible. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, um, it's looking... It sounded like it's going to be pretty, pretty damn good stuff coming from From Software. Um, oh, what else have I, what, what, what else really stuck out to me? There was not a lot. We've got a new world, a trailer for the Outer Worlds. I'm really excited by that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's again, it's one of those games where it's like having seen it in motion now. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, cool, let's go. Like, yep. I'm in, I'm interested. It looks like what, what we want from Fallout. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, coming in a month before Borderlands is, um. Yeah. I mean, I guess the difference is that Borderlands is, focused on multiplayer and this is single player yeah that's true and for all the talk like this is an rpg borderlands is not really it's a shooter looter that's what they exactly exactly yeah. and that's why you shouldn't be concerned about that yeah I, but I, my concern is that it's that whole thing of like when two games come out together that people like the the, the general masses will view as being very similar and will just they won't help i mean help I, but compare I, it them. sounds like you're thinking back to gearbox again with battleborn and overwatch that's one of them. Um, See, yeah. I mean, for that one, Nevo, like, honestly, Battleborn and Overwatch were very similar games, apart from the fact that Battleborn was a MOBA. They were hero-centric shooting games. Yep. Again, these are 
Like, it's a first-person, like, a, a single-player RPG and a multiplayer shooter-looter. Like, I've, you're okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. I, 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 yeah, they both better get points for me coming into the year. Uh, that's all I want to say. Uh, one announcement that's worth, that's worth bringing up and touching on is the fact that Microsoft has acquired Double Fine. Yes, that's uh, that's some pretty big news. Tim Schafer was yeah. there on stage uh, cracking a couple of jokes, which was pretty funny. Um but asking if, there may have been a chuckle yeah, on my end. Yeah, what was it? He said like, uh, like just let us know if you want us to make the next Gears Craft or something on like a Halo Craft. There was a bunch of funny ones. My favorite one was that like it, that, that he was because he was just rattling off Microsoft properties. Yep. Yeah, and one of the ones he slips in there is Excel. Oh, that's right, he does too. The next Excel. <laughs> the next Excel. Uh, I mean, hey, I'll, I'll take a double fine Excel. Let's go. <laughs> just never change, Tim Schafer. You are just a, an absolute gem. I love you. Uh, Always worth watching and things. Um, Kyra, I'm surprised you didn't bring up uh, Blair Witch. Blair Witch? So look, I'm interested. I was more interested when I found out who was making it, because when they first showed that trailer, I was just... It's tough, right, when you're making a game that ties into an existing universe like that? Well, like, because like, at first, I thought it was like, oh, cool, Outlast 3, like this... I thought it was, well, I was among the rest of the internet when they saw the guy, I'm like, is this fucking Silent Hill? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, cause we, especially because we knew Konami had something coming up at E3. It's like, could this be Silent Hill? But no. But I, yeah, my next thought was um, Outlast. Yep. But turns out it's a Blair Witch game, which I was I was like, eh, okay. But it is by uh, the Bloober team, who made, of course, Laser Fear right. and Observation. And I have Laser Fear 2 downloaded. I just haven't had a chance to boot it up yet. <laughs> I will get to it. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's on my radar. But I don't know. Like, it's it depends on how much you know freedom they have to create. Because I think that's why the laser fear games are interesting, and horror games in general. Like, when you're creating your own thing, you can just run wild. But I, I do wonder just what sort of restrictions they have working with the Blair Witch IP. Yeah, I mean, it's and the, and the thing that's scary about Blair Witch because I think they had mentioned there's stuff like there is combat in this which they sort of don't have in their other games. Right. Like the thing about Blair Witch that's scary. I mean, if you haven't seen it, is the fact that honestly, the scares like they're not there's not monsters, right? Yeah. The scares are just like you basically scaring yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like things things happen that might jump scare you, but really like those movies are like ninety minute scare. Just tension yep. until the the end. The most recent Blair Witch was a bit different as we actually saw, you know, the monster in question, mm-hmm. which I did send you a gift of, Joel, which I'm, I hope you cherish forever. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I, yep. No, I, I did get that. Um, but yeah, so it, it's on my radar. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, but I am, I am happy to see Bloober Team, you know, getting their name out there again. Those guys are doing good stuff for, for horror games. Working hard too. Yeah. Like Yeah. Well Layers of Fear 2 just came yeah, out. And like Layers of Fear was fairly recent, wasn't it? It was like Oh, Layers of Fear's a bit older, but Observation was pretty recent. Oh yeah, of course. Which was their their cyberpunk one. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um anything else that really stuck out to you from from uh Xbox? Uh so this one I'm not sure how I, I still don't know how I feel about it. Okay. But it's introduction was perfect okay just hearing that pause music yeah that was a good way to kick that 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 trailer because off. when they had their opening montage there's a you get a glimpse of it i was like was that, was that oh, battle that's fucking battle toads, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking battle toads? <laughs> yeah. but like it i didn't recognize it completely because i mean 
it's been obviously years since the last Battletoads game, but it didn't match at all with the visual style that I expected. Yep. But uh, man, I gotta say, Carl Bossman picked it. <laughs> yep, that's very. When you said that, like, it's gonna look ugly, and honestly, they it did look pretty grotesque. But I think it sort of works for what Battletoads is. Yeah, I kind of yeah, I don't mind it. Like, I think it, no, it, absolutely not. It has like it because Battletoads always felt like a Saturday morning cartoon anyway, and the thing is sort of leaning into that. that. The thing I hope it still has, and again, the allies did talk about this, is uh, the impact of those hits was so good, and I hope it has that. In yep. the trailer, you don't get an idea of it, but I love in the OG Battle 2 games, when you hit something, it's just like, punch, pause, and like you see the, the enemy character model sort of just go, oh, yeah. just knock back, punch, and then like the exaggerated like blow up of the fist or the whatever yeah, like the uppercut, to finish yeah. them off. It's just like, oh, it just it's some of the best like hit detection, and just you feel those punches on an NES game, so I hope that is still present. But right. again, we only saw like the one gameplay trailer, so um, I, it's early days. I, I heard like Tim talking about going hands-on with it, um, and he said it was really great. He loved it until he got to the like part, the, the vehicle part. Come on, Tim, it couldn't have been worse than the original one. He said it's not great. <laughs> he was like, it's rough. And he said like even like things like the... Um, each like when you're playing multiplayer, each person has their own color. But like when you cross over someone, you become sort of like opaque. So, oh, but then okay. like the colors, you don't know who's who, and it becomes really, really difficult. Um, but I feel like that is intentional. Like like the difficulty spike of that is intentional. Like because if you know anything about Battletoads, the original, like that was that's the part that people talk about. Like oh, it's a fun game. Yeah. Oh, but that. That fucking scooter part, yeah. The scooter part, it, it haunts my... It just haunts me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, like, having a nice, peaceful night's sleep, and then I just think <laughs> about that. It's like... Oh. Just awake in a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speeder bike part sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. No, no bueno. Um, no bueno. But, yeah, so I, I'm yeah, interested to keep an eye on that, and I think it, it's worthy of giving a shout-out to the uh, ID, at, I, ID at Xbox Sizzle Reel. Yes, called it, by the way. Yeah? Yep. No, you did. We saw we got to see Dead Static Drive up yes, there, and that was exciting. That's awesome. And a couple of, there was a couple of other Australian things in there as well. There was there so was that yeah, the, um, which I didn't realize that, that that's what the game was, but um, way way to the west, the the deer game. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that's the one that was made by that like sixteen year old Melbourne dude. Oh, nice. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, was, or he's like yeah, a so- younger guy, but it's yeah, it was he's making it himself, and I'm like, that's fucking dope. Like seeing that up there on the on the on the big screen. Um, yeah. We sent we sent Mike some love, saying uh, congratulations. He was very, very cool. he seemed very overwhelmed by by uh, messages of uh, congratulations on on Twitter as well, which is awesome. Um, so definitely go and yeah, Kurt Russell fan. Keep it on again yeah. coming coming yeah to yeah. I did Games Pass is it or uh, yes Games Pass as well day and date. Yep. Um, Keep an eye out for that. So I'm gonna buy that game though. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'll I'm, buy that game I'm, as well. I'm shooting money because I'm, I'm like have my money. Mike. Even if I have to boot, because uh, it sounds like uh, I, I don't know for sure, but it, maybe it won't be coming to other consoles initially at launch. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Too early to say. But if it is on Xbox for for this game, I will boot up my Xbox and put in my card details and buy a game. I, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually contemplating getting it on PC, but we'll see. Um, oh, that's, you know what? I do forget about. I forget about PC. Yeah. that could be a better option. I, I'm probably going to get it on PC, but. But again, I could just have it on Games Pass on PC because that was another announcement. 
Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's limited initially, but they're expanding it as time goes on. Uh, and the Game Pass Ultimate as well is a... Didn't we already know about we that? We did. I, feel like I think that leaked. it might have been a leak, but I, I, the fact that it's that, that it exists um, for $15 US a month, you get Game Pass for Xbox One and PC and live, Xbox Live. Like, good, That's good idea, That's fucking honestly. genius. Like, that is, like, Microsoft are future-proofing themselves with this kind of stuff. Um, which is really, really cool to see. Um, but uh, I think I'm pretty tapped for, for Microsoft at this stage. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm browsing the headlines, and there was some cool stuff. Uh, surprisingly excited for the new Microsoft Flight Simulator, even though I could never run it on PC. Yeah. It have to be an Xbox game. It was such a... It looks so it cool. It was like a wild card. And it, it started, and I'm going, there's lots of shots of planes. I'm like, is this fucking Flight Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, the logo came up, and I'm like, Oh shit, it's flight like simulator. Like using like satellite data, like that's that's a yeah, good idea. That's really cool. Like that's cool. I think a flight simulator in this day and age now they've got the tech to back it up. I think oh, yeah, it's a really sure. good idea. Um uh, another one that sadly got leaked was the new Tales game, Tales of Arise. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Glad that Glad that Japanese developers are sort of catching up a bit. Like, as much as I love a lot of these games, like the ones that aren't super stylized, like Persona, but like the Tales games. The last one sort of was very still much in the PS3 sort of era. This one really feels like a PS4, Xbox One game. Yeah, it's definitely, and definitely looks a lot, pretty exciting. a lot more polished and schmick, for sure. Uh, we, our eyes once again got defiled by Gears Pop, so that was good. Oh, fuck, that thing looks... Gears 5 showed up with a weird trailer, no gameplay, yeah. and also kicked off one of my favourite running memes of the entirety of E3, which was the uh, Terminator stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Oh. Like, where would Terminator show up next? Who would? Who could guess? Like, it was everyone was just waiting for more Terminator. Just fucking everywhere. I'm surprised it wasn't a Smash. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't a Smash. Really. Hey, there's still time. It sounds like he's locked in for uh, um, Mortal Kombat at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But uh, be honestly, yeah, it was. It was. It's just again, leaks hurt it, and the fact that. Next year's E3 will be proper next gen, so a lot of the stuff that we could only get CG trailers for here will show up probably in their full glory next year. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, definitely cementing that this is a uh, transitional year for. It honestly, for it, games. I'm glad they were they were first because yeah, it sort of set my expectations. Yeah, I was immediately ready for just that sort of stuff. Yes. Um. All right. Shall we move on to Bethesda? Sure. That was next, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It all sort of rolled into one, because I, I watched them at different times as well, because I had to work and stuff, so... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Bethesda. Well, obviously, we both have... I, I, I assume we've both got one thing each that we definitely want to talk about here. And I think they're both mostly, like, short trailers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was a Doom Eternal, like... Oh, yours is Doom Eternal, yeah. okay. Um, Mine is a very short trailer. That, that other one was definitely, a, the short trailer was really exciting as well. But um, yeah, Doom got its uh, launch date. It's coming out November 22nd this year. Um, that doesn't really surprise me. It's about when I thought it was going to drop. Sometime later in the year. Um, I just, they showed more gameplay and god damn it, I'm so ready to play more Doom. I'm so ready to play more Doom. Uh, and just the stuff they're adding to it. Um is really really cool it's getting collected like it yeah it looks cool uh there wasn't much new stuff to talk about after that big gameplay demo mm. i mean like the the platforming stuff looks really interesting um i'm excited by it i feel like we'd, i feel like we'd seen hints of it but yeah i do agree yeah, it looks well cool. it was adding things like the um like the dash refill 
like and making it look really arcadey um which i think i've seen on uh, uh, this is a full-on video game like you pick up mm-hmm. one-ups and stuff on the oh map. yeah well, and that's the thing <laughs> I, I think they've come up they've some people have been a little bit like critical of that and if, i mean it's not gonna be for everyone no and the creators have come out and said it's a fucking video game <laughs> like this of all things we want this to feel like a video game and that's what makes it feel and you know it's in a way paying homage to its like doom's roots by having like that like lots of information hud and all sort of stuff in this day and age where like minimal huds are a thing and stuff like that and i i get it but i feel like doom doesn't need that it needs it needs all the I mean, flash and like the glowing things telling you you can use your superpowers and stuff yeah, it would be a different story if it was a game that was looking like it was trying to tell a more serious story. But this is Doom. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Absolutely. Like, yeah, uh, how- you're, you're coming. You're coming to Doom Eternal to kill demons. Fuck yeah, hell on earth, baby. Pick up power ups to yep. do it. <laughs> I can only imagine what new ways they're going to have for the Doom Slayer to just ignore the story in oh, this game. Yeah, and just jam out to a new Mick Gordon soundtrack. Whoa. Um, which he did post a teaser of on Twitter, which oh, was just like, Jesus, I need to go listen to that. It was, it was a really small clip of the gameplay without the gameplay sounds. Oh man. God damn. I'm so, so excited for this. I recommend you, uh, track down the easy allies talking about it. I think it was, it may have been on the, uh, frame trap noodles and broth. Oh, I have that. That's next on my list of things to watch. Hubert talks about playing it and how <laughs> the first thing he did once he, he put the headphones on and picked up the controller and he was talking to the guy at the demo booth and he's just like, how do I, how do I turn this up? <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, there's just a little thing here. And he's just like, he's, he spins the volume. He's like max volume. <laughs> um, so he was just like shouting every time he was talking. Everyone's like, Huber, you, <laughs> you're wearing headphones. I was going to say, Huber's loud at the best of times as well. <laughs> like, that's, that's scary. Um, but absolutely. Like this is a game like Doom Eternal and even Doom 2016. Yep. You put in headphones and you pump. Them. Oh yeah, fucking yeah! And then and then after every combat encounter, when the music finishes, you fucking fist pump because you're just like, yeah, <laughs> that was so good. Um, Maybe depending, like, because again, it sounds like this one could actually be much harder than the last one. Yeah. Maybe even get up and have a do a couple of laps, do a bit of a walk, yeah. <laughs> chill out yeah, a bit, exhale as well like, after you've been holding your breath. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm speaking of other people who played it. Greg Miller played it as well, and he said uh, he was. I think he posted on Twitter saying that he Doom 2016 didn't really click for him when it came out and he didn't really give it much time. But after playing Eternal at E3 and fell in love with it and it clicked with him, he's going back through Doom now on his Switch. He's going back through Doom 2016. Oh, nice. Um, Switch, man. Yeah, that's it. He's like, yep, I'm going to catch up. He said, and he's loving it. He's like, I'm having a ball with it. Um, Because this is coming to Switch too. Yes. And I think day and day, I think that... I think it sounds like it. Yeah, it's... They're, I think they're getting to the point now with those Bethesda games that they're releasing on the Switch. They're, they're trying to get them out at the same time. It's weird because it sounded like it was day and date, but when it showed up at the Direct in the, the, the sizzle reel, I think it was like coming soon yeah. or something. So again, I don't know. But I think I think they made it sound like day and date. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, we'll see, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't, but yeah. Um, uh, and they also showed off a, a little bit of the, the, uh, the multiplayer mode. Um, which they've come out and said that they're they're dropping the deathmatch from Thank you. so that's not going to be their multiplayer mode. I'm assuming they're going to have a couple of other things, but this way they, they they've got a, a mode now called battle mode, um, and it's a two v one multiplayer version where it's two players playing as demons, uh, and, and and like they can respawn and stuff as well. I think. 
Or they can spawn. They have to be able to. I think they can like, spawn other other demons and stuff. Because uh, honestly, two v one against the Doomslayer, yeah. not not a fair and not fight. Just a, not just any Doomslayer, like fully maxed out, like everything. Yeah, exactly, up to not 11. a fair fight at all. Um, I think this sounds like a great idea for multiplayer. Um, for Doom, it's a cool idea. It's a cool yeah. twist. Better than a traditional boring death match, which the other Doom had, and it was not good. Pretty flat out, not, not good. good. Um. I'm wondering if, like, maybe the um, snap map will come back for that mode as well, because that was a really cool idea. Um, oh, fuck. I forgot about snap yeah. map. Snap map. It was cool. Like, people could make their own, and you could, they could make single player. I get to the point where you could make single player missions and upload them and stuff, um, which I thought was a great idea. Um, lots of people out there like to get their hands dirty with that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's more Doom. I'm excited. Better get me points. It looks good. Better get me points at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, but, uh, Karen, do you want to, do you want to talk about, again, much like with Elden Ring, there's not much to really say about it. At least this one didn't leak, I guess. It didn't, it but, didn't uh... leak. And also again, one of the most wholesome moments of the entire V3. <laughs> it's true. It's very, this is very yeah. true. Um, so anyway, uh, cause it was introduced by Shinji Mikami. Yes. And can I just say the disrespect <laughs> for like, like. I, we actually should t- touch on one very annoying thing about the Bethesda press conference. Yes. <sighs> the person? Stop wooing, please. Yep. Stop. Yeah. Bethesda's conferences have always been notorious for having people who are very excited, particularly about Elder Scrolls Online. Um, and you know what? Normally I'm sort of like willing to laugh it off, but when Shinji Mikami gets less of a cheer and like applause and wooing then confirmation that npcs human npcs are coming to fallout 76 then something's wrong something is definitely wrong yeah no you're not wrong um it, oh god yeah i'm trying to focus on the bad stuff but man that was that bad was, like todd howard did not apologize and and looked announced as, human npcs were coming and everyone lost their damn looked minds as smug as ever like oh, i know oh, god. Like, good anyway. god Nothing has been learned by that man. But, but on the flip side. Yes, yeah, so Shinji Mikami comes out and everyone gets pretty excited because obviously they saw him tweeting about being at E3. And I think I, I think people ran away with like Evil Within hype. But um, I, we got a bit of a surprise. I, watched, um, I was watching Pete Hines with Jeff Keighley um, before the Bethesda conference. He was on the YouTube live stuff. And yep. Jeff was trying to get out of him. He's like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, is uh, you know, Tango going to show up? We have ever seen a lot of people saying that the Tango guys are in town. He's like, I oh, know. Like, he's just been super coy about it. He's like, well. Jeff know, Keely. It's, uh, yeah, Peter, yeah, but Pete Hines is just like, I know, man. You just have to, you know, I'm not going to say anything here or anything like that. But it was like, okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, then we, we, we got our first look at what they're working on. Yeah, so Shinji Mikami comes out and talks for a bit before ultimately introducing one of the internet's other favorite people now, like alongside Keanu Reeves, and that was Ikumi Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what a superstar she it's is! <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> so, for those who want a bit of background, she's she's been involved in games for a while, helping on stuff like Bayonetta, Okami, stuff like that. But most recently, obviously, she was the lead art designer for. Uh, the Evil Within and The Evil Within 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, she came out and introduced Tango's new game with a, a teaser trailer, I would say is the best way to put it, uh, called Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes. 
Now, we don't know much about it. It's a new action game from from the uh, Tango guys. Yeah. So They said more. it's going to be more action-adventure-oriented than survival horror, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm in, so <laughs> calm, yeah. calm down. So... Yeah, it's it's really hard to say what this is about. There's a lot of stuff people disappearing in this in the teaser trailer. Yep. Talk of like spirits haunting modern day Japan. And like there's so, the, the the tagline of like what was the the voiceover says something about like you have to go and find it, you have to go and hunt it out or something like that. Yeah. It was yeah, alright, okay, I'm in. And like strong like first when I first saw the the character in the trailer, I'm like, is that is that fucking Hawkeye? <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. And then, like, people start disappearing. I'm like, is this just an, an endgame game? That's not. Oh, man. But, like, the parallels were strong. Oh, man. Yeah. God, I didn't even think about that. Um, I, I must say, though, I know it was a CG trailer, but damn, that is some good-looking CG. Like... Yeah, I mean, it's... Really This good. is one of those... Another one of those games, like Elden Ring, where you're like, cool, we'll see you next yep. year. You'll probably be a next-gen yep. game. That's 100%. fine. <laughs> but, like, man, that CG looked... Like borderline realistic. <laughs> I was just like, like, was it? Fuck. Do we know it was CG? Did they say it was CG? It, there are some tells that I feel like it is. I, I, yeah. I don't know whether it's like maybe a combination of CG and uh, it's tough because we don't have in. I'm willing to say it's CG, obviously, because there's no in-game engine stuff. But yep. like, none of the trailers strictly say it. But you're probably yeah. Right. It's yeah. I mean, if it's fuck it. Either way, it doesn't matter because it's a next-gen game. If so. it's, I was gonna say if it's in-game, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, uh, I, I was very excited for you. And also personally, I think it looks really, really cool. Um, it does looks very, um, cool. and yeah, just, oh, just wholesome times. I fell, the internet fell in love with her and it was just, yeah, the internet loves Akumi and like, you know what? Hell yep. yes. Like I made sure to go track her down on Twitter so I could follow her. Um, she tweeted out a bunch of fan art she'd been getting. People had drawn. There was her. that amazing like a tweet she posted about like apologizing for her English not being very good. I, know, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, oh. You can see, you can find like like clips of her playing Just Dance. Oh, uh, she's just the best. She does um she does some Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Z style fusion with someone. Oh like, my god! Just wholesome, she's so wholesome wonderful. person. So so wonderful. Um. Rooting for this game to be good. Yeah, honestly. me too. Like I, uh, I, I mean, like Tango do pretty good stuff. Like they do. Like even within one and two are very yeah. good. Um, what I played of one, I really enjoyed. So, uh, yeah. Well, the other one we got a short. Like I guess probably the other, probably the most ex- other most exciting thing. I guess. See, I thought this would be your pick. Um, I just want to talk about Doom, man. I'm so excited by that game. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm fucking so jazzed for it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, we got to see what Arcane's working on. Um, it's, uh, we got a, a brief trailer, a very, 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 very stylized trailer that I am so here for, uh, the new game's called Deathloop, um, and it, it, again, hard to sort of game what this might be, but, like, it, it seems like a, like, a, a, there's a narrative behind it, but it, it's basically like Groundhog Day, the game, almost. Um, it's what it seems like. That's the impression. Well, it, as I got tweeted at by uh, by Broad from the Hunting Seasons podcast, it's like, yeah, the Russian doll video game is really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, actually, man, yeah. <laughs> Russian doll is probably a more apt uh, decision, uh, apt comparison. Um, Not sure if I count the spoilers, but we'll watch Russian I doll. Mean, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the marketing for it is 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you should watch it. You should definitely uh, watch it. Yeah, I this look, I, 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 I'm still like trying to process exactly what's going on, but like, I mean, that's the thing. We don't get a huge idea on what we, like we. So it's by Arcane. Yes. Who obviously have shown their their talents through Dishonored and the pre reboots. Mm-hmm. So, do we think it's going to be similar to those games, or is it going to be more? Because those games are very much like what's the? They're not like they're sort of they're sort of immersive sims, but not really. I think it's going to have elements of that. Um, but the 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 the, the idea seems to be like because it was told from the perspective of two different characters. And it's, I yes. it seems like. In my mind, you pick one of those to play through at first. So, like Dishonored Two was, yeah, kind of. Um, even if they made this game like a like ten hour game, and but had the option to like go back and play through, and the other the other ten hours of the other character was. I mean, difference. I I would I would hope more for like two five hour campaigns, okay, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. Um, I I I just keep looking at the the title card for it. And I, that's what, like, gets me jazzed. I don't know. It has this real grindhouse look to it. Oh, man, but the whole trailer was, like, yeah, grindhouse as I hell. Just, that, and that's why I was, like, super into it. Um, and also, I'm, I, I like the stuff that Arcane do. I've just never been really into it. Like, I've never really, like, clicked with anything. I think this is going to be the one that's going to make me go, all right, yep, this is, like, a... Day and date, I'm definitely getting this. Um, so apparently, it takes place on a frozen island named Black Reef, uh, and the developers describe the game setting as a time of madness. Um, okay, not much to go off that's from that. <laughs> pretty much it. There's there's lots of riots. Again, ghosts. This is exactly like Ghostwire, where it's like, see yeah. you next year. Um, but it, it seems like there's this some sort of like rivalry between these two main characters um and that maybe the key to ending this death loop uh is by you know them either working together or completely destroying the other one so um i have a feeling maybe it's going to have sort of like similar like like roguelike elements to it as well which again gets me jazzed um Hopefully not, but we'll see. Well, I, the only reason I say that is because the only reason that like maybe came to my mind is because of that um, Prey Mooncrash DLC they did, and this seems like a spin on that. For, in my personal headcanon, like that's what I feel like it looks like in terms of the setup, with more narrative behind it. Because that whole thing with um, the Mooncrash DLC was like you're on a simulation on the moon. And that, that was the whole setup for you dying and going back to the start is because, ah, uh, you, you fucked up the simulation. All right, back to the start again. Um, so, yeah, it looks like... like it's just, Which, honestly, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense if you play Prey. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yes. Boy, Prey, the ending of Prey bums me out. Yeah, I know. Like, I have it there to play. Um, I bought it for really cheap last year. Um, it's a fun game. I'm just not into that ending, unfortunately. Yeah. Which sucks, because... And, like... And that's why I'm sort of hoping this might be, if it is going to go over two different characters, like that they're shorter campaigns, because Prey sort of stuck around, I think, a few hours longer than it needed right. to. Um, but yeah, no release date, anything like that either. Um, but yeah, see you see next, you next year. <laughs> yeah, see you next gen. 
Uh, anything else to get to you from Ubisoft? Uh, Ubisoft from Bethesda. Sorry, <laughs> Bethesda. Uh, but there's there's some small things, some things that we can celebrate, and some things that we should not. That we should like shake our fists at and be like, "Don't you do this?" <laughs> Elder Scrolls Blades coming to Switch? No, <sighs> whatever. Unless you're going to, like, dial back the predatory microtransactions, get that out of here. Yep. Which you know they're not. <laughs> they're not, because why would you, for Bethesda? Yep. Uh, and the other horrible, like, offense to my eyes was that Commander Keen game. <laughs> Kyan, I just, I didn't even want to fucking talk about it. No, it's coming up. Like, you wanted to know, like, that trailer, I was like, oh, it's, what is this? Commander Keen? I... Like this? Commander Keen. Like this is how it's coming. Like, this is Commander Keen. Commander I King, watched it like later this. on in the day because I had like to work. No. So I, I, I remember specifically no. messaging you in all caps going, what the fuck did they do to Commander Keen? I just remember tweeting, like, Commander Keen? Question, like, like this? Like, like this. This is what we're getting. Keen deserves better than that. This. Like, uh, my See, so here's my thing. Like, does he though? Like, I almost feel like Commander Keen should... Maybe he's better off being left in the past. If, you, if this is what we're going to do to him... That's fine. Yeah, don't. I... Don't bring I him agree. back. <laughs> uh, what I would have liked is like maybe like a like a um uh like a remake, just like a of like the the first few games, even just a collection. Because I know there's that random Commander Keen game on Switch. Yeah, that's right. But it's like episode five. It's one of the later ones that I don't know. Like, how do you have the rights to just one of the Commander Keen games and decided to release it? I don't if they up like just like sharpened up the pixels and made it look like like um like running in HD, like that would be. Woo! That would be fun. And who knows? Maybe they're testing the waters. Maybe like next year we'll get a proper no, we won't, game. But because just seeing no one this... wants to play this because it looks like fucking no. hot garbage. It continues my trend with Bethesda and their mobile games, Ugh. where I'm just sort of like, nah, I'm, I'm good, guys. They peaked with Fallout Shelter. Like that was that was exciting. I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. It was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, exactly, hundred like... <laughs> percent. Yeah, and the fact that it was out that day and you could play it and download it straight away, it was like, oh, well, fuck yeah. You know what, go, Joel. Like, ever since that E3, though, like, everything Bethesda's done has felt like they're just chasing that. Yep. Like, that E3 press conference is still oh, their best. Easily. Um, but, and it, it, that's not to say that they're not putting out good stuff, because, man, like... Oh, no, they look are. At this year. We've, it's just everything, get, everything came together in We're that getting one. a new Wolfenstein game and a new Doom game this year, and they both look fucking excellent. So, um, like, because we got another tra- uh, trailer for Youngblood, which, yeah... It's more of the same. Blazkowicz's daughters just tearing up 1980s Paris. Um, and I yeah, am here for it with co-op as well. Yeah. But first, again, this press conference just sort of showed me, it's like, maybe you guys should have done a direct. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like a digital presentation may have worked best mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. I, I Look, it, it is, it's, it's admirable that they keep trying. <laughs> like, all power to them to keep trying. But yeah. I don't know. I, something a little bit more streamlined would be, I think, a bit better. Um, and considering it's mostly trailers anyway, and they didn't have, like this year especially, they didn't have much to say about the games that were announced in a way, like whether with like Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, they were like, yeah, they're coming, and this is a little bit about it to get you excited, but we'll see you next time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Look, Nintendo is still using E3 the best out of all of them. Like, it's hard to argue that at this yeah, point. No, I totally agree. Uh, it is. It, I think it's also worth bringing up that they talked about Orion a little bit, which is their new streaming tech. Yes. 
They're hoping to use that to bolster Google Stadia and Microsoft's Project xCloud. Lots of talk about like just tech stuff with that, mm. but it, like you can see the industry coming together for yep. streaming. Not for Australia, nope. but still cool. No, I guess. We're still working on getting internet. Like, yeah, Joel, you can't even I get can't internet. Even get right internet. Now. Like, like, <laughs> let alone streaming a game. Oh, kind of bummed out by it. So, there's a lot of streaming talk at this E3, and that was hard for me to sort of get excited by because it's not for me. Yep. 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 But uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Really, they talked about. ESO again and Elder Scrolls Legends mm-hmm. and all the all, all the classics we have. Seventy six, I Red. guess you know seventy six got a fucking uh, battle royale mode. <laughs> so and no one was shocked. No one was shocked. <laughs> Honestly, I already I thought it. Already yeah, I did it actually as well. I, I, and I, I was like, did it get leaked? Maybe or like no. I just love. I love. Like I don't love it, but it just the audacity. The, the two presenters came back to like. Fuck yeah, we put out Battle Royale in 76. And it's like, of course you fucking did. And like, again, the cheers. I'm like, come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> NPCs in a Battle Royale. This is What year is this? Like, like those are the two announcements you've got for four. Oh, and it's free to play for a yep. week. And you didn't apologize for how bad. Wow. <laughs> I will give them this, though. It seems like they are fixing that game for the better. Oh, oh look, for sure. Yeah. Like, and... For me, it's too little too late because I have such little interest in going yep. back, going to play it. But yep. <laughs> no thanks. No. I'll wait for Fallout 5. Thanks. Even then, I'm like, yeah. as much as I love Fallout. It all, it all depends on, honestly, Starfield and East and Elder Scrolls 6. Like, if they're both sort of meh, then yeah, Fallout 5 is probably... Dude, a, if, if, and if, that's, um, that's a funny thing to think about, right? Because because those two games are next, like, Fallout 5 is... Yeah. God. Next, next it's gen. Fine, we get the Outer Worlds this year, so it's, true. it's essentially it's a spiritual successor to to Fallout in a way. Wasteland Three is also from yeah. the Microsoft press conference is sort of filling that out void. Cool. Weird trailer though. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that trailer for Weird that trailer. game, but because um, I was like, is this Wasteland? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really know if anything else is sort of stuck out from yeah, Bethesda. That seems honestly. to be the general overview of that one, which is <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Yeah, Deathloop has me very interested. Cool, cool updates, yep. cool teasers, but uh, yeah, very much a, you can play Doom and Wolfenstein in the next few months and we'll see you guys yep. next year. Which, I mean, good on them for not stretching too far out, you know what I mean? Like last year. We're working oh, on Starfield problem, though, and like... then after that, Elder Scrolls Six. It's like, cool. All right, we'll see that in eight years' time. Starfield still came up though, didn't it? And Elder Scrolls Six. They talked about both of them. I... <laughs> not... They didn't sh- like obviously they didn't show anything, but I feel like the names came up, and I just mm, yeah. why don't talk don't talk about them. It was bad enough last year showing the logos, I, uh, and then let them I talk. honestly don't, don't mind even I don't them. mind them like talking about like like showing a, a logo and, and getting people hyped for Starfield, but there was n- Starfield was important because it was the it confirmation. Was confirmation <laughs> but why? I was of course you're going to be working on Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, I know Elder Scrolls was so weird. Anyway. We get it. I'm not surprised by this anyway, at all. Let's, again, we're not focusing on the negatives. <laughs> Try not to. <laughs> well, uh, let's keep this party train rolling with uh, our next big conference, which was uh, Ubisoft. Um, now, Ubisoft are usually like... Joe, I'm sorry. Uh, you just said Ubisoft and then Ubisoft. I have to bring I did. attention. I did. Wildcard. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. I'm going to flip-flop all the way through this, I think. Um, God damn it. But, but yeah, yeah. U- Ubisoft... 
that was the one that first came to mind. Anyway, Ubisoft, let's stick with that. Uh, Ubisoft. They're, they're generally the, um, like, I usually describe them as, like, the feel-good hit of E3. Like, they're usually always, like, good vibes every time. Um, I mean, in, in the last couple of years, they've honestly had two, like, the last two E3s specifically, two of the best press conferences. They've been yeah. jam-packed with games, both new and old. Some, some of the best moments, yeah, like some of the best moments from E three, like best who can for forget sure. the uh, the rabbits, like Mario and Rabbids reveal, like and the the creator, like getting overwhelmed and, and and emotional about like getting to work with like that those properties and Miyamoto. It's when they, like, there's also that time they bought out all the Ubisoft developers and stuff. Yeah, like it's always good fun and like with some fun reveals and stuff. Um, but so <laughs> this year. Um, Again, I guess it's probably, you know, uh, like like a a victim of the fact that it is a transitional exactly. E3. Um, and it's not to say that some of the stuff that they announced isn't cool, but we don't really know much about a lot of it. And the stuff we do uh, was, was pretty cool. I mean, and, and their biggest announcement was taken from them. Yeah, it's very true, yeah. Right um, down to the control any NPC. That was all yes. taken from them. Yeah, so let's kick off with that because I think it's both. Yeah, it's probably the, the most exciting. It's thing, the I think, biggest takeaway from this. Yeah. So uh, as it was uh, leaked beforehand, uh, Watch Dogs Legion uh, set in the UK uh, and has the ability to yeah basically control any NPC and recruit them. Uh, hence the name Legion, I guess. Um, we are Legion. Exactly. That's it. Uh, and look. I'm really excited for this because I mean I fucking love Watch Dogs too. Um, um, it's it's I've been on record quite a few times as saying that, um, and I really like the tone of it and the the gameplay was fun. The story was good. I really liked. It was a, a relatively easy platinum and a fun one at that, um, and I I had a ball with it. So I I'm very excited for this. I'm interested to see about like the tone. Because obviously it seems like they're taking a bit of a tonal shift again, um, but I think like that humorous side of things is still within there. Um, I just think it's a little bit more; it's shrouded in a lot more serious stuff. I mean, um, it's impossible for them to not say this game is political. Yes, it's set in uh, a post-Brexit world, and like that's their words as exactly. Well. Like, <laughs> You know, it's not like we're just sort of like they said it themselves. In their mouth. That's that's exactly how they described it. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's like a like a not too distant future London, and um, the world looks really cool, like really open and lots of fun stuff to explore. Um, and yeah, the basic hook is that um, I guess you're trying to like recruit members to dead sex so you can overthrow this sort of government regime that has been installed um so yeah definitely definitely political game i think oh yeah this game has something to say which i mean i'm excited for it's just it's just funny when um ubisoft have been saying uh our games aren't political our games definitely aren't political specifically after like bringing out division two it's like come on guys (laughs) like the the literal hub world is the fucking White House. Like, what are you talking about? Um, this game is political. <laughs> it's it's super political. Um, um, but even more so this one. Like, 
It's impossible yeah. to deny it now. Yeah. Again, um, I, I assume they won't even really focus on that point. It's just, it was pretty funny when yeah. we started hearing about Legion after all that stuff. It's like, okay, all right, well, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on um, on our first look? So it looks, it's interesting. I like the idea they're going with where basically any NPC can be controlled. Yeah. Uh, it is where my first concern pops up because I I do wonder how they're going to go telling a story without a dedicated protagonist, I guess. Right. Like you can, like Ubisoft can only afford to hire so many voice actors to record so much dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So here's what, here's where I think how it's going to play out. Um, because there's a part in the presentation from E3 where they were talking about all the different, like essentially the different gangs or factions that you can recruit from. So there's like the ex spies. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, the, the street kids. So there's basically like six or seven classes. Like, classes that you can recruit from and within that they have like randomized um like pros and cons basically they've got like abilities and and uh stat bonuses and things like i've that. i've played gatchas <laughs> yeah it's it's essentially like a a full price gacha game with like you know can't wait to get that first like sweet sr unit <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i i and, like, they showed off this by starting with, like, a real sort of, like, cockney English guy um, trying to recruit a, uh, like, a drone specialist to try and be able to hack drones and control them so that they're not sort of so much of an issue anymore. Um, and, it, I mean, it doesn't go super well for him, <laughs> and uh, which I guess shows off the whole thing of, um, of the idea of permadeath and stuff as well. Still have a question, though, with that, because there was an option to, like, lay to rest. And, like, even before that, he had the option to resist or surrender. Yes. So I wonder if maybe you find yourself in a situation with one of your characters that you do like. Can you surrender to them? So I was uh, I was actually talking about this with uh, Brod from Hunting Seasons on the weekend. Um, and he was watching some impressions of it, I think, from the Easy Allies. And they were saying about how... That basically works as, like, from what I can tell in my head, like when he was describing it, it works like being arrested in GTA Five in GTA. So okay. if you surrender, then your character's still alive, but you go to jail for a bit, and they they're on a cooldown meter, so you can't use them for a certain amount. No, of time. I see. I'd rather you get the option to bust them out as well. Come on. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some point where there's gonna that's gonna happen where there's gonna be a mission where one of your members goes missing and you have to try and get them out. Like, I, I, I drafted tweets now. I, I guarantee you that's happening. Um, like a sweet, yeah, prison break. Like, hacking prison break. I mean, hell, dude, we, we hacked someone out of Alcatraz in Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, true. I mean, and there's, there's like, you get Aiden Pierce out as well. There's That happens. We don't talk about Aiden Pierce. I know. We don't talk Maybe. about him on this podcast or his mm. iconic hat. <laughs> his dad hat. Um, dad hat. Yeah, so uh, I, I look if they can pull this off, and even in like I've, I've sort of set my expectations now, not in a bad way, um, and I'm not like disappointed or anything, but I'm like, all right, cool, that makes sense how they're doing it with like certain archetypes, and they might have like a couple of different voice actors for different roles within that that group. Um, yes, well, because they they're, they're, they're talking about like 
uh, like recruitment missions and stuff. Like I, yeah, I really just need to know more about this game because how much are they doing for it? <laughs> and I wonder like what, if there's a cap on how many people you can recruit. There's gotta so, be, right? No, they- yeah. Except I think towards the end though, again, draft your tweets, there's going to be a part where like you're basically everyone you've managed to convince what you're saying. Oh, okay. Everyone. All right. See what, what I, I mean? What I'm banking on is there being some sort of like Ubisoft copies suicide mission from Mass Effect 2 moment. Oh, actually, that's a good point as well. Yeah. So these characters, you, you want to take your best characters in, but like the characters you've grown to love. Yeah, and you're putting, you you're putting like them on the line. I want yep. something like that in this game. Oh, it seems like that's that's definitely something that's happening like with the, the resist and surrender situation and the permadeath stuff as well. Um but I, I, I reckon there's going to be a part, like, the final mission is, like, you hack all the TVs in, and, like, screens in, in London and convince everyone to rise up. And you basically switch between, like, characters every couple of minutes, like, fighting through different situations in the streets. That's, that's, my, that's my hot hot take for the end of the game, I reckon. So you think it will end in complete anarchy? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Anarchy in the UK, it lends to itself, man. Like, <laughs> that's... And if it does that, um, I'm, I mean, I'm already in. Like, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, I, not coming out when I thought it was going to, though. No, it turns um, out that the they are really just relying on Breakpoint. Yeah, which I mean, Breakpoint does look really good. We might touch on that shortly. Probably, um, probably not, though. <clears throat> well, we can talk on it briefly. I think um, there's not a lot to talk about, but because uh, it was announced and deep dived weeks ago so. yeah and all we got here was like john berfnell on stage with his dog talking about yeah being the which bad guy I, in it <laughs> which i heard like might he might be a um like a, an emotional support dog no i think he's actually like a rescue dog right okay i cool. think he yeah because awesome. he in awesome. the past he's had like i think two or three of them i believe right okay regardless john, john berfnell's like, a good dude yeah he sounds like john wick in real life apparently from what i hear oh really there was someone, like, apparently there was a story that was, like, someone tried to, like, hurt his dog while he was out and he, like, beat the shit out of I, the guy. I would not try to threaten Fuck anything no. that belongs to John Berthenau. Look at no, that, man. No. Had, no. Have they seen The Walking Dead? Have they watched The Punisher? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I wouldn't Any mess with that. that dude. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Like, oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, Watch Dogs Legion's coming out March 6th, 2020. Um, Sorry, Watch Dogs. Yeah, I was, I was, my finger was all, it was ready to hover over the button to bid for it as well for our, our fantasy league, but, uh, alas, it did not come true. So, um, next year, next year's league. Next year league. is already, I'm not ready for it. Yeah, I know. Next year's is going to be vicious. Like, we're going to get, we're going to get, now we've got the hang of it. It's going to get The good nasty. news is, though, like, Let's be honest here. When we're doing our first round picks for this year's Fantasy Critic, which I guess is a tangent we're going on now, yeah, <laughs> um, it really did feel like the first few people who got the pick first had the best picks, right? Like you had Sekiro, you had Resident Evil. These games, yeah, that just got snapped up immediately. But then it was sort of anyone's guess. Already next year, there's so much in that first quarter, that first two or three months. It's just, it's crazy. It seems like everyone's going to be able to pick like one. Everyone's going to have the, yeah, it's going to have a game on their team that is just like that's I 
guarantee you good scores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so and then from there on as well, like, do you go like other AAA? Do you go indie darling stuff? Or yeah, it's, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, it's anyway, fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm excited for Watch Dogs uh, Legion. Um, I, I, like I said, big fan of two, a very big advocate for two, and uh, and Legion looks like it's c- continuing. Um, them building the scope of of the Watchdogs world, uh, and also you get to play as like a fucking like the trailer showed off playing as a, a f- Helen. Helen, yeah, I'm I'm playing a granny team only. <laughs> it was yeah because she's like like they it's described Helen particularly as a like ex assassin, so which is and- sweet as hell. It reminded me of, um, I haven't seen the movie yet because I watched the first one, but I haven't seen the second one, but it reminded me of um, Helen Mirren in like Red 2. In Red 2? Yeah, I yeah. was going to say. I was like, that's the vibes I got from that. And I'm like, yes, 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 so please. Good. That was honestly my favorite part of the entire Legion reveal. It was so great. And like the music that they used when they were just like showing her in action. Yeah. It's like the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. It's just like the things just sort of like her, like going over the barrier when she like, <laughs> Yeah. And she, like, gets that soldier's attention and then, like, shoots him in the head at point-blank range. Oh, blank, man, I can't blank, wait. shoots him in the head. It's so great. Um, Good times. Like, and, and just, like, just dropping F-bombs left, right, and center as well. I'm like, oh, I love you. God bless you. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you want to you wanna talk about from Ubisoft? Is there um, anything else sticking out to you? There's two things I want to shout out to. Because I think mm-hmm. I don't think now we're like we don't know much about one of them, and the other one's sort of like it's a cool update. So yep. the first thing actually came at the end of the show, which was gods and monsters. Right. Yes. So this mm-hmm. is a new uh, look. It's fair to say the art style and design seems like it is a little bit inspired by Breath of the Wild, but yeah, <laughs> it's a new action adventure game from the team behind Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. It's coming um, out Feb twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Again, we really don't know much about it. Um, I, I remember just seeing Jason Schreier say, I, I, yeah, absolutely, yes, I'm excited to play oh. Breath of the Wild with, um, like, go- mythology, uh, mythology gods from, like, ancient Greece. And as, as someone who played Odyssey, it is, it is Greece as well, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, as someone who played Odyssey, oh man, this game is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's it looks very good, like, and it's very colourful at... Yes, very inspired by Breath of the Wild, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And I, I'm surprised we haven't seen it more of that. I know, right? Since Breath of the Wild, so you know, good on Ubisoft for beating everyone to the punch. I guess I my guess. one thing is, like, if it's coming out in February, I'm pretty bummed we didn't see gameplay. Right? Yeah, uh, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be any other events let during the year that uh, maybe Game Awards. Gamescom is a good bet. Ah, yeah, true. Actually, Ubisoft, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Gamescom is a, there's a shot at Gamescom, but yeah, otherwise, Game Awards. Um, but it is also coming to Switch as well, so who knows? Maybe they'll leave it really late and be in that early 2020 Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I yeah, well, doubt it, <laughs> but it's a that'd bit... be that'd be baller if they were. I know, just game. like fuck it, let's not market the game until January next year. You're like oh, bold. <laughs> A bold and choice, no, and also if it's in the Nintendo Direct, having a game that is just essentially Breath of the Wild—I know—with <laughs> Greek mythology. Oh um, god! But yeah, and like, if imagine if in that Direct as well, they're talking about it and they they mention that it, it's like this looks a lot like our game Breath of the Wild. Like, it, they lean into the and Nintendo <laughs> like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, screw it. <laughs> Fucking yeah, good work. You've done well. Uh, um, but yeah, like, but I don't know. I just think that's a game. If you're yeah. 
check track it track down the trailer because I think it looks yeah. very cool. It looks the like, Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey, the, the team behind that Odyssey is a very good game. Yeah, right. It's also um, a second thing I'm shouting out, but we'll get to it. I was going to say, yeah, uh, I thought that might be, because um, it's a really neat idea. But uh, it looks like Breath of the Wild mixed with, like, maybe Dauntless. Like, it has a bit of a feel. Like, some of the the stuff in it, I don't know, gave me a bit of a Dauntless vibe. Not that I've played it, but from what I've seen of it. <laughs> it actually... Yeah, no, yeah. Well, it, it does have that, again, just it's very stylized, very Dauntless, Fortnite-y, mm-hmm. sort of, like, cartoonish in, in a way. Yeah. Um so there's a whole bunch of details out about it. There's going to be like, you know, like dungeon stuff to to, to explore. Um, the character's name is like Phoenix or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Phoenix. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Pronounce it honestly, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the, uh, like the monster designs look really cool as well. Um, the very few screenshots that we've got of them. Um, yeah. Well, when they started introducing a lot of that stuff into Odyssey, I, I yeah, I was always hoping we'd get something separate from that that could delve into it more, and it looks like that's exactly what this is. Yeah, so I'm looking at the moment at a, I believe a typhon, maybe or or it's some sort of Medusa like looking thing with like snakes on its head and looks really cool. Um, but yeah, it's a, a interesting. Yeah, I, I'm with you though. That we, I'm a bit disappointed we didn't see more gameplay, like any gameplay from it, because yeah, it's it coming it, so soon. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's. There's no more E3s for this game, so I guess Ubisoft no. is confident to let it ride on whatever event they reveal it at next. It's bizarre that we got a blowout on Watch Dogs Legion that is coming after this, like a month after it, basically. So, yeah, weird. Yeah, very weird. Uh, but yeah, the other thing I wanted to that I that I really liked wasn't even in the actual press conference. No, it was, a, it it was, was in, just it was before. In the, wasn't it was in the pre-show. I uh, only, it was just when I tuned in and I was like, managed to catch it. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So basically, Assassin's Creed Orange, uh, Odyssey is not only getting the educational mode that Origins had, which is a yeah. very cool feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting a story creator. Which, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's insane. Like, you'll be yeah. able to design your own quests, dialogue, pick characters, all this stuff, and just make story missions. And you can make, like, and, like, you can, like, you can cut, like, yeah, cutscenes and things yeah. as well. Yep. Like, that's yep. <laughs> fucking insane. It's crazy. <laughs> like, they've supported Assassin's Creed Odyssey so well. <laughs> well, the last couple of Assassin's Creed games have had such great post-launch stuff. Yeah, but even so, I haven't played any of it. But the DLC for Odyssey is significant, from what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it's it's very good, and it's it, it like it's good narratively as well. Yes, which and is awesome. Again, I did, I did, I know it happened a little bit in Origins. Like they definitely got a little bit off the rails, but at this point in Odyssey, we are full mythology now. Like, yeah, and I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I maybe I'll get around to playing it one day. It's, it'll probably be really cheap, coming, going really cheap soon. So maybe I'll pick up and have a look through the the base game at some point. Oh. That sound really cool. We could touch on it when uh, maybe when the UB Pass comes out. <laughs> Ooh, well, yes. Um, th- Again, this this is another thing that leaked because of Ubisoft. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it would, like went live on their website, and uh, yeah, it's PC only at first, though. PC only. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to find my. So it's my uh, yeah, fourteen ninety nine a month, <clears throat> and which, which is honestly, it's pretty steep. But 
because that's that's going to be what for us it's going to be about like 20 probably 25. 20 20 something yeah. like that uh and this will get you access to more than 100 ubisoft titles including dlc and it's coming on september 3rd yes and it's going to have all like it's going to basically have like new release stuff as well so it's kind of like game yeah. pass it's and um, and um ea's thing yeah yeah so like yeah you know first party titles are going to be i mean it's all obviously first party titles because it's ubisoft yeah. but um but yeah, they're all going to be like day and date basically on this service, which is pretty cool. Yeah, wow. These subscription services are starting to move at a pace. Yep, we have I have Microsoft to thank for that, I believe. Well, EA yeah. technically started it first. I know, but Game Pass, Game Pass was the better version, I believe, as me personally. Is it um, mostly because you have like who's who really wants to pay that much for? Because I think for EA, they have to go into the vault before you get unlimited access to them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, 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 with like, Microsoft just been getting buck wild with Game Pass. Like they just like they yeah, just put it. Metro Exodus on it for God's sake, right? Sake. Yeah, like that's insane. That, game that came, came out, out in, in like February. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's recent. Um, it's insane. Yeah, and I mean, like, I it's I was talking to I was talking to my wife about this actually because it's it's interesting because it's worked the way I feel like they wanted it to work on me. So. During Microsoft's conference, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but they released um, the trailer for the DLC for Forza Horizon 4, which is like Lego. So it's Lego Forza Horizon 4, basically. And it looks amazing. Um, all The trailer was all cut to everything is awesome from the Lego movie, which made me happy. Um, but I'm thinking now, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go pay 30 bucks for that DLC. Because like, I didn't pay for the original game. I've got it sitting on my Xbox See, that's not the way I thought you were going to go with that. Oh, really? Well, I thought you were going to go, it worked the way that Microsoft wanted because I first signed up for Games Pass <laughs> for Sea of Thieves last year. Yep. Played that for about a month, mm-hmm. then dropped it. Mm-hmm. And then I was up until like last month when I must, have, I must have been spending money a bit too wildly and didn't have the subscription fee in my account. And they were like, hey, uh, failed to redeem your Games Pass. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed like the free year and a half of money from me microsoft <laughs> yeah like i've been yeah me too I, 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 but i've actually dived into like some of the stuff that's on there as well like i downloaded and, void bastards the other day I, pl- I briefly played that i was gonna say having said that i will sign up because that's the thing right i know <laughs> i'm gonna sign up for it i'll probably check out gears 5 when it comes out yeah yeah maybe like I, the, the appeal is if there's a microsoft exclusive that i'm excited for I can pay the 10 bucks and play it. <laughs> well, the thing is, we've we've talked as well about maybe going through and playing... Because I've never played any of the Halo games. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the we talked collection. about going through and playing, like, Chief yes. Collection together in co-op. So, I'm down. Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. That would be really fun. Um, so, like, that... Catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i got to catch up for, uh, for Infinite. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... I don't know. Like, I think with Ubisoft, their back catalogue is actually pretty impressive like consistently oh, good absolutely as well um like you could argue ea's is as well but i think more recently well, okay, it's there's not just, as impressive there's more caveats with ea's like i'm looking yeah. at, at like the picture here for the the uplay subscription announcement and like just yeah. so many of these games like for yeah. honor you can see the heroes of might and magics in here oh yeah like beyond all good games. and evil rayman yep. legends the mm-hmm. assassin's creed the far cries the rainbow the trials. sixes like yeah trials yeah. Even Arno, Splinter Cell, fuck, it's like, it's ridiculous. All the yeah, all the Rainbow Six games, man. Like yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool. I think they're it's it's cool to like see 
and be reminded like, oh yeah, Ubisoft have got some really good shit. Like they do, uh, and even if their their conferences here wasn't as, um, I guess I don't want to say impressive because like that seems a bit unfair. I just think like, it was a little underwhelming. I guess it was. It was it was truth. business updates is what it was like yeah, right you true. had like the big watchdogs reveal at the start mm-hmm. and you had the tease of gods and monsters at the end and then in the middle was like here's a ghost recon update here's a for honor thing we're doing and here's division two which that was one of the other things I really looking forward to considering we're like in the thick of uh, of division two now um, the expansion stuff sounds really cool it does the, I the, the third episode's going back to New York. Like, Do we know that for sure? Are we going back to New York? It seems like it could be. I didn't play with Division 1, so I don't know. Like, none of that meant anything to me. <laughs> I, I don't really know either, but, like, they showed shots of New York. So I don't know whether it's going to be, like, the full map. If That'd be insane if they, they, know, they put that the full crazy. map from the first game in there as I well. have to imagine it'll be, like, a zone. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, And you'll, like, go to a certain point on the map of Washington, and it, it, you'll travel there in a cutscene or something like that. Yeah, um, still very cool. Still cool. Yeah, like that's... I said, there was like there was cool updates, but compared to like previous Ubisoft press conferences, it was definitely a bit less exciting. That's for sure. That is definitely for sure. Um, oh, and we also saw Roller Champions. Like it's real. They Again, stolen, stolen by leaks. Yep. <laughs> Gameplay um, does look good though. It does look really fun. It, it's got that like, like the first time you see Rocket League, and you're like, huh, okay. I can get behind that. And again, like like Gods and Monsters, you can see that uh, Dauntless Fortnite-esque design style. Yes, yeah. Very much this so. game. But with a little bit of like a like an 80s tinge to it as well, I feel. Because, like, I mean, it's rollerblading, roller skating and stuff, so it's hard not to sort of put that there. Um, oh, and they also talked about um, um, Rob McElhinney's, uh from Always Sunny. And I was so the- excited up until they dropped... The Apple TV part, and I was like, "And I'm straight out." Yeah, I know. I look. I'm gonna. I'm. I, I'm gonna try and check it out somehow because it sounds really cool. And Danny Pudi's in it as well. I saw. Yeah, that's really awesome. So it's basically like a um, <laughs> Rob plays a like a creative director at a games company, and he seems like the most pretentious wanker ever. And I think that's it's pretty funny. And he he calls that out on the on the stage, and it was like a oh okay, oh. <laughs> pick your pick your battles, man. Um, but it was pretty funny. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But yeah, Apple TV only. <clears throat> All right, Karen. I know you're itching to get to it. Sh- shall well, we move on? Shall we get into the two good ones? Yes, yes, very much so. Um, I I feel like for the next like five to ten minutes, I'm just going to let you gush because I think <laughs> we need to start with this. Um, so they started with it. <laughs> they did, yeah. So following up. Uh, Ubisoft later on that day we got in uh, Sony's uh, previous spot we and had... Sony's theater I'm pretty sure oh yeah I think it was the one where I did the big the big one with like God of War and stuff right it looked a little it, smaller it than that it, though I don't know it looked familiar but, yeah but I could be wrong but I thought way, it might have been from like the previous Square Enix one it was a fancy well not the, the last not the direct the one the last time they did one Oh god, okay, that's taking me way back on this. Yeah, too I, long ago to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Square Enix had their own conference, and uh, after last year's disappointment, um, they heard you, Joel. They heard you. 
They did, and I'm I'm very impressed with what they brought to the table. Even if it felt for me personally, it dragged a little bit in the middle, but I get why because there was there was a marker for all that shit that they talked about. So, um, but most importantly, though, Kyron, <laughs> you finally got to see gameplay, like proper meaty gameplay from Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it looks perfect it looks really fucking great like as I'm... someone who hasn't really played i played most of seven original like the original um this is speaking to me which is i feel like really impressive the fact that uh not the big note myself or anything like that but like to speaking to a, a different audience that might not have played it originally or might not be their type of game originally but yeah it's, Without losing that flavor of of the original, either. No, because it's all there, and mm. the the hope I think when they first announced the Seven Remake was like, look, guys, go big or go home, because yeah, and and like I know there are obviously sections of the fan base that are like cr- crying out over it not being ATB and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. guess what? There's still a really good version of Final Fantasy Seven you can play if you want to play that version of a game. Oh, absolutely. obviously it's a bit dated visually, but apart from that, it holds up so well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I played it through it pretty recently, and it's still still my favorite JRPG, and like my my second favorite game of all time. And it's literally on everything. It's on everything now. It's even on your damn phone. I wouldn't play it there, but you can play it there if you You want. You probably play it on your watch if you really wanted to. I'm (laughs) sure there's someone on a graphics calculator or something like that. Um, But yeah, so they also, they did reiterate the release date of March 3rd, 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess uh, goodbye any game a month after that, which I think actually encompasses both Watch Dogs Legion and Cyberpunk. (laughs) It certainly does. Um, (laughs) See you later. March is going to be... Fucking buckwild. Oh, yeah, it also includes Animal Crossing. Oh, shit. Kyron. Oh, no. I want to play all those games. Bye. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Uh, But, yeah, so... uh, So, I I, I don't know where to really start. Because, obviously, it's harder... Obviously, behind they showed a lot of stuff behind closed doors at E3. So, all we have to really go off is what they showed us on the stage. Yes, Combat looks cool. It is real time ish, like Kingdom Hearts, like Final Fantasy fifteen, but it does have the the ATB is present in the form of a bar that you can you uh, build up by unleashing attacks. Yeah, and I love how it like pauses as well when you go into that menu. Yeah, so you it can, like, like slows down time extreme. It looks it's, like, really cool. So and it looks like it flows really nicely in and out of that. And yes, that's the important thing. So, and, and yeah, so the point of that is you then, when you, so you, you, you attack normally with like standard attacks until you build that ATB bar, and then you can choose to use it on a, a spell or an item or anything like that. And you can bind a lot of this stuff to like quick bars, quick mm-hmm. uh, shortcuts like Kingdom Hearts. Yes. But you won't be able to freeze time like that. And it's just, knowing how intense some of these battles are probably going to get, it's going to be nice to have that option to slow time and be like, all right, hang on. <laughs> Let's yeah. just take a second here. Yeah. I'm Where are my party? <laughs> there's another game that's kind of like that as well. There's definitely been a few, honestly. Um, but yeah, even, even in a way, like the Fallout games have that, like, because Vats doesn't pause time, true. it just slows it down. Sometimes you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> when that death claw is right in your face and they're like, yeah. got their claw raised and you're like, oh no, please, please die. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm, it's very impressive to see how they've like, 
like the, the combat is completely overhauled and and but also still is true to its original format and i there's yes. it's very impressive um this was like hands down by a mile the best thing i saw all e3 just I, nothing else came close to this <laughs> yeah it was very impressive i mean obviously i don't have the the um the emotional attachment and the nostalgic attachment to to this uh to this game but i i totally understand I, I, I i'm friends with you so i know i know the significance of this and and how impressive it looks um even to people who are massive fans of the series so of, of this game uh, uh i guess yeah. the one thing i do want to talk about and it's 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 weird because obviously i i don't know i pay attention to a lot of the news so i know what the goal of this game is mm-hmm but it feels a little bit disingenuous to be like, hey, uh, taking pre-orders now, and you go into your EB Games or your JB Hi-Fi or whatever, and, you're, and you go to pre-order, and you, you are putting money down on a game called Final Fantasy VII Remake that is really part one. Yes. And I feel like that's a bit, they should do better there, but I don't know. <laughs> and we don't know what the cutoff is, because we don't obviously don't know how many episodes they're going to do, so we don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, they, we they said that this part is Midgar. Which, how how long is Midgard? In, I know they're expanding on stuff, but how long is Midgard traditionally in in on original? on on your first run? I like honestly, Midgard can be up to ten hours. Okay, yep, it it can be pretty meaty, right? But yeah, once you chuck into ex, like expanding that, and honestly, taking all this dialogue that you just sort of pressed X through mm-hmm. and turning it into like ridiculously high definition cutscenes is gonna. Mm-hmm. At a lot of length as well, and they're adding stuff as well. Oh, they are adding stuff. <laughs> there's that I, I, again, ignorant me, but like that shot of Sephiroth, like um, yes, affronting um, Cloud. So yeah, in the original seven, there are moments where Cloud would like you know zone out, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see that maybe those moments might gear us because in that game you don't directly see Sephiroth for ages, right? Yeah. Which is kind of, I really do like that. It's exciting and interesting how they tease him. Like, you see his sword in the back of a Shinra president. You're like, holy shit, that's a big sword. Yeah. You don't really see him until the flashback at Calm, which happens after you leave Midgar. Right. And it's, I mean, obviously, I have no problems with them introducing him here. Especially leaning more into the fact that he is, like, he has some sort of power over Cloud. Yeah. Uh, Potentially influencing his decisions. Yes. Which, yeah, there's, there's also the other new part that I think we talked about with the first trailer. I don't remember where Aerith uh, meets Cloud and like reaches out and asks him to help her, and then we see these like spirits, these cloudy ghost things flying around. Right. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely new stuff packing here, especially and it's just in general like expanding the avalanche stuff, like spending more time with Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge as well as Barrett. Yeah, there's a cut. There's a scene in the new, the new trailer where we're on a bike with Jesse. That never happens in the original game, so who knows what that's going to be? Yeah, it's interesting to see how they're keeping this game fresh. Like, how old is Seven now? Like, came out in '97, so it's like wow, I'm only 22 years old now. Yeah, like th- th- the fact that they've made this game feel fresh, and it's interesting to hear a lot of people um, who may not have played like like similar to me. I mean, I played a bit of it, but it it, it was later on, and it was after I'd heard. Like you guys talk about it quite a lot, so it, I, I was like, "This is really good. I'm enjoying it." Um, and it was before I was really into JRPGs as well. So, um, 
yeah, it's interesting to see to hear people that maybe in a similar boat as me go, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm into this. I'm gonna play this game. This looks great. Like that seems to be the general consensus. Is everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down to play this. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And like even today, like new, some new details came out from Nomura talking about the the remake. Like we already knew what was going to be in there, but he does again confirm the cross dressing event will be there, but it's going to be more modern. So okay. That'll be interesting. Right. Uh, talking a bit more... Oh, I should really have have uh, pulled the interview up. So, like, something to do with a new group that are involved. Okay. Uh, I'm going to quickly pull this up. It doesn't seem fair because it wasn't a part of E3, but... Uh... That's fine. It's, it's related to something we saw. <laughs> I'm just... Lo- I'm, I, I know it's not going to be in for a while yet because it's not, obviously not going to be... Probably not going to be in this part, but, man, I can't wait to see Red 13 in action. I reckon he'll be net because so here's what we've got so far. Like the first yes. trailer was very much largely Cloud Barrett. Then we got Aerith in the next one. Yep. We got Tifa in this one. Yes. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we do see Red Thirteen in whatever the next trailer is. That would be awesome because I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he looks like now. Oh man, so in this in this engine, yeah, like it, it, that's exciting. Because um, he looks fucking gnarly in oh, yeah. uh, Advent Children. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how how far they lean into that, which will be cool. Um, and obviously down the track too, I, I'd love to see what Vincent looks like, but that's a, that's a ways away. I think. Here we go. Um, so yeah, so the black mist in the trailer is the Watchman of Fate. Okay. So they're mysterious beings that are, that appear before a party wherever they go. I hope those who have played the original game will enjoy this new element. So this is from, um, these are tidbits pulled by Jamatsu from a very recent Famitsu interview. Okay. Uh, there are dialogue options. Hey! <laughs> We're making a set of dialogue changes depending on your response. So the sheer volume of dialogue has increased. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jesus Christ. Alrighty. Let's, let's strap in, boys. Honeybee in cross-dressing event is still in. We've made it more modern. If we made the facility... Like it had been in the original game, the physical unease would be staggering, so that's no good. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yep. Again, I recently played through 7, and there are parts of that I'm like, I don't know how you do this in HD, but... So we'll see what they mean by that. <laughs> uh, plenty of additional scenarios, which we can expect because they did also confirm that this is part 1. So this is Final Fantasy Seven Remake part 1, which yeah. is just Midgar. It is two Blu-ray discs. That's... Yeah, that's insane. The, so, the only two disc game I've bought this gen was Red Dead 2, and that was it had the install disc and the game disc. Yeah. So here's the thing. Because, uh, again, I was discussing this with Broad from Hunting Seasons on the weekend at a party. Do you think, because they haven't given like this a subtitle yet of part one or anything like that, even though they've said it is part one of a multiple thing, do you think you buy this game and, that's, update it? and they just update it? But they that also was... charge you for it because it's Square Enix and they know people will pay for it. See, that would be how I could give it a... I could be more understanding, I guess. Yeah. There's just so many questions about how the parts will work. So, so that... Because way, way early on, they said that there would be as much content in this game as a typical Final Fantasy. <laughs> Fuck. Which makes me wonder, like, how high are we leveling up? Oh, <laughs> and God. Like, when we go to part two, do we start from one again? Does the level carry over? That's like, a really good point. So many questions still. 
so maybe they they cap the level at like say twenty five in the first part, and you can't progress past that. I don't know. I don't. It's so tough because. Yeah, I just, I'm really curious about all that. I'm super excited for this game, but my biggest question is, yeah, going to be all of that. Because, again, if part one is Midgar, they're going to have to restructure the end of this a bit, because there's no way we're finishing Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1, fighting that stupid robot on the highway after the motorbike chase. (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, that's just not happening. But it's also, like, I don't think we fight Sephiroth. I think it's too early for Genova, so I have no idea what they're going to do instead. It's man, yeah. It's it's really considering they 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 blew out a lot of information on it, including a release date for it. We still, still have a lot of questions about how you know, and it's it's still a little like there's a little bit. It's a little nerve wracking to think about as well. Um, uh, anything else from uh, from from the seven remake though, Kyron, That you're you're very excited for, apart from just it being a, a thing that exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look. So, Tifa was perfect. I'm glad we finally saw her. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, the biggest takeaway, though, the the trailers we had previously hadn't really been using the music. Right. And I was just like, oh, we gonna surely we'll have the music, but like, where is it? <laughs> Excuse me. And then this trailer happened, and it was there, and it was perfect. <laughs> the music in this game is it's a ten. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, right? Across like movies and games and everything, mm-hmm. even in, even in its original like bleep bloppy old standard format. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear it orchestrated, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, and yeah, it really backs up the emotional tones of Absolutely. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, like this is a game. Like the cast of characters in this game are so good, mm-hmm. and I know it, especially in later games, Clyde himself as a character boy he got pretty emo oh yeah but it's cool we're going back to like the cloud we had in seven which is the cloud it's like i don't care i don't care about you i don't care about any of this i'm just doing a job and i'm getting money yep. and we get to see that character develop and it's exciting yeah everyone everyone who hasn't played seven gets to come in and meet this cast of like horribly broken and traumatized characters yeah look forward to it yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna be there might not be day one, but I'll definitely be there. Um, it's going to be a ride. It's going to be a fucking ride. Are you going to get that collector's edition with I the want statue? to. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's coming out here, but ah, I want to get it. It's a shame. It's a because really I, neat statue. Yeah, because I don't. I never got um, that Cloud Strife. Because, so that's actually a Play Arts Kai. It's not a statue. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Oh, That's wow. hence why it's so expensive. Yep, that makes sense now. <laughs> because I do have the um, the Advent Children Cloud Strife Playouts Kai, and that thing nice. it's, on its own was like 200 Yeah. So, and I know how much it costs to get him with the bike. Oh. I was like, oh man. I, if it comes out here, I'm weak and I might do it, <laughs> but it doesn't look like it's going up here, so I might be safe. But man, yeah, him with the bike looks so oh, cool. Oh, so sweet. So like, cool. In that new trailer, you get glimpses of Shinra HQ. Yes. You get that clip yeah. of him on the bike with Jesse, like, oh. Yeah. It's Ex- going to be amazing. Exciting times. Very exciting times. Um, all right. So during uh during square enix's uh their conference they had a they had a lot of shit um they did we saw a lot of dragon quest dragon quest builders 2 um i'm interested in that maybe at some point but um but i'm going to save the other 
tentpole one for a little bit, but I want to briefly touch on, even though we don't know a whole lot about it, it's just exciting to know that something like this exists. Uh, Outriders from People Can Fly. Um, yeah, I really needed more details on that. Honestly. Yeah, likewise. But I, I'm I'm intrigued, and it's it's definitely on my radar. I'll be keeping an eye out for more information about it. Um, basically, all we know is yeah, it's that you know People Can Fly, the guys who made Bulletstorm, um, and yeah, it's a their next first person shooter, uh, and it's a co op shooter. So I think they said squads of three or four. I believe I think they might have said. Um, really cool CG trailer that didn't give away a whole lot. It's like the group are looking for some sort of mysterious signal. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of intrigued. So not a lot to really break down and talk about there, um, but it's something, I guess, to keep an eye on if that sort of interests you, especially for me personally, because I'm a big fan of, of uh, uh, Bulletstorm. So... And it's not like wacky zany like that, but if they incorporate maybe some of the uh, the skill kill stuff, I think that'd be kind of fun. Slightly bring it back in there. Uh, anything else really major that's sticking out for you, Karen? How, how dare you nearly skip over Final Fantasy VIII getting remastered? I know that's why I was I was I was leading you into that, like. People have been, ever since like the, I think it was the Direct, where they announced a bunch of Final Fantasies for Switch. It was like... And then like, yeah. it was also confirmed afterwards they'd be coming to Xbox One. It was like Final Fantasy, it was 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, and everyone was just like, where's 8 though, no, guys? Where's 8? Mm-hmm. And Square said nothing. <laughs> so, I, I, I know nothing about Final Fantasy 8. Like, I literally have... I don't know characters' names or plot or anything. You know, you know Squall. Oh, I know Squall. Okay, yeah, that's about all I know. And you know, um, oh shit, what's her name? Selfie. From she's sure. in the side of Kingdom Hearts. She's one of her kids on Destiny Islands. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, she's she's also from this one. Sure. Okay. That's so you know a couple of the characters. That's all I know. That's I've I've got n- nothing yeah. else. Is this Final Man? Yeah, Final Fantasy is a rough deal, right? Because it's coming up after seven. <laughs> right. Um, eight is a game I like. It has one mechanic that I don't like, which is the draw system. So to use magic, you have to draw it from enemies, which is it can get really tedious. Okay, interesting. The game is cool. Squall's a he's, again. Squall has a, the trouble of following up Cloud Strife as a character. <laughs> so yeah, well that's it. Um, did, would you recommend someone like like me or anyone out there playing this? I mean, if you're interested in JRPGs, absolutely. I mean, I am now. I never used to be <laughs> like, thank you, Persona. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I would say check, especially if you are wanting another like turn-based, ATB-based Final Fantasy and 7 Remake is a ways off and not going that way. And sure, check it out. I, I'm i just glad, because it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC later this year, mm-hmm. so I'm just glad I can... I'm just going to turn my Switch into a Final Fantasy machine. This <laughs> it's gonna del- I'm going to buy them all. And just have them all there, ready to go. I love have a touch of a button. I love how everyone has their own specific purpose for their Switch. Mine's like the indie machine. <laughs> it might be a Final Fantasy machine. Yeah, this is the Final Fantasy machine, yeah. Um, well, see, I am looking for another... I, I, I'm having the itch about playing like a turn-based JRPG. So, But I am actually... Seven. Well, I'm actually thinking about playing Dragon Quest Eleven when it comes out on Switch. Yeah, Dragon Quest XI is good. Yeah. It's good. So that's this, this is the, the best version of it as well, and that's yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll pull the trigger on that. We'll see. 
Um, but yeah, I, I also thought about getting ten as well because I never played ten Final Fantasy ten. That's also good. Yeah, not as good as seven, but still good. <laughs> it seems to be the only thing. Not as good as seven, but it's good. It's, I'm just saying, man. It's like your last chance to really play through seven before it becomes beautiful and i'll still be able to go back to it but there'll be probably be a lot of people who won't be able to well that's the thing i feel like i've already really played i've I played through most of it how much do you remember not a lot <laughs> like <laughs> i remember trying to fight uh emerald weapon um, yeah rookie mistake <laughs> yep that was fun uh it was back in my in my my jrpg like wild eyed days of uh not being uh super familiar with jrpgs and the concept of like optional bosses, yeah, and and optional like fuck you bosses, basically. Um, yeah, I remember moments. I remember going to the Golden Saucer. I remember iconic. Yeah, like I remember that stuff. I remember fighting at the top of uh, Shinra HQ. Oh yeah, yeah, just one v oneing Rufus. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that stuff. So, like, there's bits and pieces that come come to my mind. Um, but it has been a while since I've played it, so maybe, maybe I could give it a go again. Or, at this point, I'm kind of just like, I, maybe I'll just wait and just experience the story. Like I'm going to give it one more playthrough. Yeah. See, I, that's, that's the thing. Like, I kind of just want to... At this point now, I know it's coming out, like, within 12 months. I, I, I'm i kind of just like... Part one is coming out. <laughs> I know. But, like, still, like... I'm like, well, maybe I could, I could wait and play it in this context and this version of it, and and have maybe get that same sensation that a lot of people got when they played the original back in the day. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I am very excited. I'm I'm also just excited for the people who love Final Fantasy VII and finally the fact it that finally yeah, like it went it went away for so long, <laughs> and the fact that this is like they've leaned so far into this that it's not just a sheer casual remake that it is this no this is big budget yeah this is they recast the entire like they've recast the main characters yeah yeah um new voice actors for everyone and they're pretty good from what they are pretty good characters i mean i've been pretty rough on the the cast and adventure in 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 the past (laughs) Uh, not super crazy about I think his name is Steve Burton as Cloud, mm-hmm. or even like um, Mina Savari as Aerith. Yeah, Mina Savari as Aerith in uh, in Kingdom Hearts was like oof. it's rough. It's rough. Oof. But uh, the new VAs are really great, and the the actual the new VA for Aerith is like um, a YouTuber turn voice actor. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, because I I spot, I saw her her stuff get retweeted into my feed on Twitter. I'm like, well, I'm following you. That's awesome. Um, and just. A couple of the actors are from Teen Wolf as well, so I don't know. Like, All right, okay, it's interesting. New cast, uh, new adventure. Let's go. Sure. And I said it was because they wanted it to feel different. They wanted it to feel new, so that's why they're not using the original voice cast I from a lot of the other English dub stuff. I think that's wise. Yeah, I me really too. think that's wise. Um, but yes. Uh, so that was how they started off the show. Was 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 Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we've come back around to seven again. We detoured through. It. Um, it's everywhere. <laughs> there are a couple other little things in there. Um, uh, Only Naki. That's a JRPG yeah, stuff, which I love. Only Naki, I'm still keeping my eye on because I'm pretty excited to play that. It's looking better than. Yeah. Th- it seems like they've learned from Lost Sphere. Yeah. I, I, and it's it's more action RPG as well, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to yeah, check it's that more out. More mana. More mana, less Chrono Trigger. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Speaking of which, the, the, my last exciting Square Enix announcement was in the direct, so I can't touch on that. Yeah, yet. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but before we do, I, we need to talk about it. Karen, we've got our first look at Marvel's oh Avengers. Um, so this has been sort of uh, the hot button topic of, of E3, I think, one of the many. Um, but this one in particular, I see keep getting brought up. Um, so back in 2017, we got a like very, very, very teaser ish teaser for a exactly it was exactly that <laughs> um yeah for a, it was a marvel entertainment and square Enix with a multi-year multi-game partnership um and they announced that crystal dynamics so tomb raider reboot um and all that sort of stuff will be working with idos montreal so the deus ex games um we're working together to bring some sort of avengers game some sort of Marvel game. <laughs> Some sort of Marvel game, yeah. But I think from... we could The gather... imagery teased Avengers, and I think it said Assemble, but like... Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. It was a CG teaser, so... It was. So uh, we got our first look at it, and lots of people have been pretty divided on this. Uh, because, okay, first of all, we didn't see any gameplay, really. Well, there mi- see that again. There might have been snippets in there, but like it, it was all cut in a weird kind of way. Yeah, because they do say that like you, when you see Hulk running along, that's gameplay. When you see Widowmaker with Taskmaster, that's gameplay, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, but I just I need to see flowing gameplay because you know fair enough to show us quick cuts, but it's hard for me to swallow that after just getting to watch essentially a ten minute explanation of seven remakes gameplay and like a yeah. ten minute boss battle. And then you're like, all right, here's Avengers. And it's like, sorry, all the gameplay is behind closed doors. All right. I almost okay. feel like they should have switched those two positions. Maybe closed with seven. I think because they have more of it to nah, show. No, man, I, I, I loved watching watching all of this and just in the back of my mind going, people are here for just Avengers and they're getting all this JRPG stuff. That's very true, actually. It. Yeah. It's very true. Um, <laughs> this, welcome to Square Enix, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never forget Trick what Square, never forget what Square Enix, where they began, like their their humble beginnings. Um, oh, look, I'm. It's so hard to. I guess there's not a lot really to talk about in terms of what this is going to be. We know it's there's, come, a few, there's a few key talking points we can bring up. Yeah. So, what, so uh, do you want to start with maybe the character designs? I was going to say, oh, yeah, because all-encompassing the lineup of initial heroes. <laughs> yeah, so um, so we've got Captain America, we've got, we got Thor, we've got Iron Man, we've got Hulk, and we've got uh, Black Widow. I think someone's missing, Joel. Hmm. Who's missing? Yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry, Hawkeye. Yeah. No one apparently no one likes you. Got the got the shaft. But I mean look, they have wow. they have said in the future that, that you know, other characters will be coming in yeah, DLC. And, and I, I guess I thought people were gonna be surprised with Hank Pym as Ant Man. I was like I was like, okay, cool, that's neat. But it wasn't like the whoa, what the fuck? Like I don't know, I feel like they, they could have picked a better superhero, but oh well. Yeah, maybe like Carol Danvers. Oh, it's too soon, man. She, <laughs> she's too powerful. She just mops the floor. I was gonna say, I was, I was like, that was that was solely for you. I was pandering to the audience. There. Like as soon, as soon as the thing was over, I tweeted, "I'm like, the dream is let me be Carol." But yeah, man. Yeah. Any as soon as you bring her in, who is playing as anyone else? Yeah, and also you've got to you've got to have a foe that's going to be worthy of, of yeah. her as well. Oh yeah. Um, but, but yeah, 
please get to that. I was I was honestly because there's been talk. People have been hoping that the person doing the voiceover for the trailer could be uh, Miss Marvel. Ooh, I'm like, yeah, that'd be yes. cool. Miss Marvel's a really cool Let's character. Miss Marvel in here, especially the modern Miss Marvel, who's like, the, yeah, the that's exactly what I'm girl, hoping for. Like, Let's go of the Avengers. I love her because I I I, yeah. I didn't know a whole lot about her until I played um, Lego Marvel Superheroes. And she's the main. See, for me, it was uh, Marvel Strike Force. <laughs> right. Okay. See, like, so and she's so cool. And in especially in the yeah. Lego game, she's so fangirly, and I love her. Yeah. She's brilliant. Like in in Strike Force, her, her main ability is literally fangirl. <laughs> That's great. And she ends a lot of her fights like taking selfies. It's just, <laughs> I think she'll be a great character. But yeah, again, I'm sure it'll happen. But teasing, Hank, showing Hank Pym first. Okay, fair enough. It would be a cool idea to do that, especially with like. To introduce her as a character into this universe, maybe not in the movies, because I don't feel like there's a point for her yet within the cinematic universe. Um, yeah, especially because of the direction they went with um, with Carol's origin story. Exactly. So I think this might be a good place to put yeah Miss Marvel and, and really sort of shine the light on. I mean, her get there. her in the MCU as well as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, have a team up with Carol, and yes, w- let me watch that for movie. Sure. Let's go as soon as possible. That, mo- <laughs> that those multiple movies that will be made because they will be the best. Um, yes, yes. But yeah, so basically um, <clears throat> the setup that they gave uh, in the trailer was that uh, it's uh, A-Day in San Francisco, which is like Avengers Day, celebrating the Avengers and all they've done and all this sort of stuff. Basically... it seems like that Avengers are teaming up with S.H.I.E.L.D. in this universe. Yeah, so... And it, to basically, like, to be a legitimate thing. I guess this is... So, so it's almost like... Civil War didn't really happen. They all just sort of agreed to it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. which is which is fine. Because, um, like, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s giving him, like, a, a helicarrier that'll be, like, their mobile base of operations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, it would have been. Um, <laughs> and, we could talk about that in a second, because I think there's something really sneaky about what they're doing there, but continue. Okay, yeah. So, um, and, yeah, it's them being celebrated. Everything's all happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh, it's important to uh, announce that these will be. Com- this is completely different from the cinematic universe. This is, it is. not anything to do with that whatsoever. Um, Which is, but that, honestly, that's where the, the people are start- and I kind of get it because they're saying that, but they've got the Avengers lineup, and they all sort of look just like they do. Sort of look like knockoff versions of the MCU characters. I get that, and I, I honestly don't have too much of a problem with how they look. My own, like my biggest. The only thing that I'm just not sold on is, yeah, Captain America's, like, his uniform, his armor. Right. Okay. Because, like, I've seen a lot of people talking about, like, how is he fighting and moving freely in that? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's wearing, like, actual soldiers, like, an actual soldier uniform. Yeah, but he's a super soldier. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, nah. Um, just a bit too bulky for my liking. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I, I, the rest of it, though, like, honestly, I don't mind too much. Well, the, the I think... The the fun thing is that if we want to back up like the way they look is how they sound because the voice cast for this is like this is like creme de la creme of of video game voice actors in this. It is it is what I would describe as the voice actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the big lineup for better or worse. <laughs> so we've got Troy as Bruce Banner, Troy Baker, um, Nolan North as Tony Stark, which I never knew I needed that in my life <laughs> until now, and I'm like, yes, that's great. Uh, and then we've got uh, um, Travis Willingham as Thor, uh, Laura Bailey as Black Widow, 
And who am I missing? The, it's one of the guys. It's one of the people that's, that's right. not one of the voice actors right, yeah. who is Captain America. Captain America. But I feel like he does. I can't even remember his name. I'm really sorry. What is his name? It's okay. Captain America might be dead. <laughs> well, that's it. So the whole trailer plays out, and most of the Avengers are fighting on like the San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, everything's going wrong, and um, meanwhile, Cap's back on the the, the helicarrier trying to hold the fort down there, quite literally, until the fort goes down, basically. Um, and then we cut to five years later. Um, so, I, again, it's weird because they're trying to that's separate a, that's it. That's a thing that Endgame did. It's, it's the, the exact specific... Even just make it six years. Like, just make it a little bit more. Something just a bit different. A little bit different. Four years, six years, whatever. Um, six months or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. I get, like, having, like, a big gap of time. Like, it's a good idea. Um, I do like that, but um, but yeah, basically, superheroes are outlawed now, uh, and uh, you know the Avengers are, have been disbanded. Um, but shit's about to get a little bit real, so it's time to reassemble. And uh, and yeah, it seems like Captain's dead, but surely not, <laughs> right? Because you're like they have him at the start when they're like talking about who you play as, yeah. I did see, I think it may have been the Easy Allies yes. or someone's talking about, like, it could be Winter Soldier or Falcon as Cap. I'm like, Which, sure, it could be. If they do that, that'd be fucking cool. And it would, I don't want to downplay this this gentleman who's playing, like, Steve Rogers, but it would kind of make sense if they were going with someone else. <sighs> as a, I, feel, I would feel so I bad. would as well, but, like, it, in my mind, I'm like, that kind of makes sense if they were to but go that route. You can't have it be Falcon, Falcon though, because again, if you're trying to not yeah, be the MCU, be, it'd be Winter Soldier. I, I it'd be Bucky, I, and I'd be okay with that because that's what I was expecting in cinematic universe. I guess Endgame spoils. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, it's been, it's it's been ages. It's coming back to cinemas. Yeah, it's fine. It's got plenty of time to go and see it again. Whatever it takes. Got to be an Avatar. Yeah, it's, yes. Whatever it takes. Indeed. Um. Look, I'm still really interested in this. Uh, th- in my mind, the way I want them to roll this out, because they're saying that like they're going to do like, um, they they wanting to introduce a universe that gamers can play in for years to come. So, uh, so yeah, games of service, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, and all DLC is going to be free, and there's no loot boxes. Okay, now here's mm-hmm. the thing. Yes, here's where I was just like, I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. Can you please tell us what the game is before you start preaching to us about not having to pay for DLC? Yes. Because currently, I don't know. Yeah, it's not something we can celebrate when we don't really know what we're going to be doing in the base game anyway. So, yeah. Like, it's great that I'm not paying for anything, but also, what am I paying for? Yeah, um, yeah it's so weird, and I I do need to see more of it. Um, from what I've heard from people who've seen, like, the behind-closed-doors impressions, some were, like, it seems pretty, like... Yeah, okay. I'm hearing okay. it's like all over the shop. Yeah, like it's really hard to gauge like a, a, a consistent impressions on, on on what people think. Some people were into it. Some people really didn't like it. Some people were like, it's okay. Um, what I would like to see them do is like, because it's an, an original story for this one. It's a completely original story, uh, which I like the idea of, like seeing an original story with these characters that we already know. Um, seeing how they fit into this particular universe that they're obviously going for. Um, but 
I think with the, the DLC stuff, even though I know we don't we, we don't know how the game's going to play and all that sort of stuff, but um, I think I would like to see them roll out almost like do like comic arcs. So that's that's like the big updates. So it's like you get like a not necessarily the same as, but like you get a secret invasion one, you get a civil war one, you get all these sort of arcs, and then they introduce a new big bad, and there's like a whole bunch of new missions to do in there, um, and you can experience a new story in there and it's like a comic book like a trade basically that you would get as a full story arc um i'm so curious how it has to how they're going to do it yeah because i mean and like how how the playable hero is going to work as well, well that's like, it because it, it, they're saying that like you can play this game completely solo as well um but there are co-op online co-op stuff as well where you can team up as the avengers man it's just it's really hard to see but we it's <laughs> Exactly, and that's and that's my biggest problem, honestly. Yeah, especially considering this game's coming out within twelve months. Yeah, it's coming out next May, May fifteenth. So that's um, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's I was so ready to be excited for this. Me too. I was, uh, and then as I was watching the stuff unroll, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. It's not like I'm, you know, turned off immediately, but. I just need more. Yeah. More details. Yes. More, like, seeing the game played. And, like, I'm sure it'll be like Cyberpunk. In in a month or so, they'll probably put the gameplay out for everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, I just need to see it. Well, because I... I, I, need, I need to see a HUD. Yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah. I. It's so... I'm I'm so... Not disappointed. I'm just, like, my expectations are, are tempered now when it comes to yeah. that. I mean, I should be happy that the game exists because I, I was... 100% like well, not 100% but I was like 80% oh. certain that, that game was dead because we hadn't heard anything about it uh until and, recently. And, and honestly like if it works the way they're saying absolutely it's going to be really cool yeah but it just I just need to see proof that it's going to work yep. the way they're saying it's going to work when you're playing as Iron Man flying around and just you know taking out like, like when you're down engaging in hand to hand combat with as Black Widow or captain america question mark how engaging and interesting is that going to be yeah yeah i just need to know more hmm Hmm. anyway uh was there anything else from square enix that uh took your fancy uh no the last thing is in the next the next presentation next presentation all right well shall we continue on i think we shall excellent okay so finally rounding out uh the the big conferences from e3 it was nintendo's turn for their uh, for the E3 Nintendo Direct. Um, God, where do we start? <laughs> oh, so this thing is jam-packed. It really is. I think we need to like um, sort of rapid-fire some of these things as well. But um, I mean, I, there is definitely clearly like three or four headlines. Yeah, all right. Well, let's kick off with some of the big ones. So uh, should we jump straight into the Smash characters? Yeah, get them out of yeah. way. So <laughs> they bookended the the the, sh- uh, the showcase or the the, the direct, um, starting off originally uh, at the start with uh, the hero from Dragon Quest. Um, this was rumored in the leaks, and that's and that's why this was so clever. Like the second that character showed up, yep. you were like, "Okay, Sakurai teased us. This isn't it. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting more. Yeah, yeah. So." Looks really cool. Um, the different looks incredibly. Yeah, cool. I, I like the like having the drop down menus for attacks and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, 
And the fact that it incorporates like multiple Dragon Quest heroes, yes. and then his final smash, much like Mega Man, just essentially has all of yeah, them. Yeah, which is um, which is really neat. Um, and like you know, the, you get that the classic the Dragon Quest theme song as well, and all that sort of stuff. So you're gonna get a whole bunch of that Dragon Quest music and a stage. But that's not what we're here for, Karen, because the dream is real. So dismissive. <laughs> I, no, I'm not saying that. It was just that, like if you'd read the leaks, that was presumably the next I, one. Honestly. As someone who read the leaks, there was still enough of a surprise there. Like, when they started rolling out the other heroes, and the stage looks cool from Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, yeah, it looks really neat. Um, and that was about the moment, especially in seeing, like, Dragon Quest um, Eleven pop up a few times over E3, I was like, you know what, I'm probably going to give this a go on Switch, I think. It's going to be a good game to have on the Switch, just to sort of jump, jump the in. Switch is perfect yeah. for JRPGs. Jump in, grind a little bit, and then pop I'm out. resentful of you, Atlas. I truly am. Let's <laughs> oh, not, let's not, Karen. Um... Let's talk about something happy, because the end of the direct, we got uh, a, a another. How did they sort of lead into it? I don't even remember how they lead into it. Um, honestly, I think it just happened after a sizzle reel. Yeah, honestly. I think there wasn't because the lead in was for the one more thing after this. We got the we got the the start. It was pretty much identical to the start of the King K rule. Straight up, to, straight down to the troll. Yeah, straight down to the troll. But the fact that King K. Rule was with um, Donkey Kong and Diddy in their place, which I loved, just seeing them interact with each other. When Diddy pops his bu- um, King K. Rule's bubble when he's, like, he's snoring, and it just cracks me up. And then when they're squeezing into the window to try and see what's outside, uh, and the look that DK gives King K. Rule is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Can I just point out? I still love that across all the Nintendo franchises. In this one, it's like, yeah, K. Rule hangs out with DK. Somebody. Yeah, like, fucking why not? You know who doesn't hang out with their enemy? <laughs> <laughs> it's Samus and Ridley. <laughs> like bad blood. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like yeah, that, that's like ongoing grudge. <laughs> like King K. Rule, I imagine I, I just, after the events of like the country series, is just like, all right, fine. Getting his ass kicked, he's like, all right, I all guess right. I'll hang out with you guys. I'm not super friends with you guys, but I guess I'll, I've got nothing else to do. I'll just hang out with you. I'm like in between Bowser and Ganondorf levels of like okay with yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we finally got after the troll with Duck Hunt Dog, little fucker. Um, we finally got Banjo. I did as well, but Banjo Kazooie is playable. It's going to be playable in Smash Brothers. Uh, the Bird and Bear are back on Nintendo, and holy shit, this is fucking massive. Um. It is, but like, man, you saw it. You could really see it coming a mile yep. away. You just didn't. You just didn't believe it. No, exactly. And that was like because, like, you just got to look at the relationship between Nintendo and Microsoft at the moment. It's like they are just. And I love that after this all got announced, like there were articles saying they were like, yeah, it was really easy to get. Like we just asked them, and like Phil Spencer yeah. was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, <laughs> like let's let's be real. Yeah, here. like sure, why not? Microsoft doesn't give a fuck about Banjo. No, 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 no. They tried and they failed. They- so. They don't care. Um, this opens the door for maybe Rare to maybe maybe have another go. Doubt it. Someone to have another go? Do you think maybe... Platonic. <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Um, no, no, please no. Yeah, but at the very least, we're going to get a whole bunch of that beautiful uh, Benjamin music. We're going to get a stage, which I think is... Heck yeah, we saw our first... Spiral um... So heard one of our first remixes. Yes. Uh, and, and oh my God, they look perfect and their their move sets look really really cool um it's very exciting and uh 
still like yeah like you said you you sort of saw it coming but i don't i can't believe it actually happens right because because that's the thing because when you when i was watching the dragon quest i'm like oh man this guy looks really cool yeah I know it's not an anime sword fu- yeah. swordsman, but guess what? Suck at everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was the general consensus from a lot of people. Go, oh great, another anime anime sword boy. Cool. Um, and, and that's that's fair enough. But his moveset looked surprising when I was watching Banjo Kazooie. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly how he would play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing about how Banjo is moving right now is wrong or surprising. No, no, it's oh man, oh, it's uh, very exciting. Uh, I just, I just love drinking the tears of people who are salty over all the anime sword characters. <laughs> hey, I've, I've, I've succumbed to the anime sword characters now. I got my, I got my boy Chrome now. He's because they're the best, yeah. Joel. They are the Krom's best. Chrome's my, Chrome's my one of my mains now. So because apparently I'm pretty good as him. So, but Chrome, uh, Roy, Lucina, Marth, come at them. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, but so uh, the hero from Dragon Quest is coming in fall. No, no, he's summer. Oh, summer, sorry. He's winter for us. Yeah. So he's he's imminent. Next couple yeah. of months, probably there'll be a a random fifteen minute video like Joker had, and then he'll be available. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then as for as for banjo though, ah, uh, that's he is that's full. full. Yeah. So I got, I got my wires crossed there. Expect a direct, I would say. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of so a lot of the release dates say covered in this E three direct cut off around September, apart from Pokemon. Oh. Man, imagine if that directs. I'm just saying, like the, the like we got everything up until September. Pokemon was already known as November. Well, we just mentioned it's still 2019 TBA. Yep. And Animal Crossing is March. Wow, man! I'm just saying. I'm just right, saying. Cool. I'm just floating it out there. There's probably going to be a direct. There's usually a direct later in the year. Yep. Just keep an eye Do out. Do you it. think? <laughs> Do you think? Do you think it could happen? I think it could happen. What could happen? The uh, like the uh, Kazooie and Tui on the Switch. Oh, um, maybe full price for both of them. Microsoft gets a slight cut of it as well. Like Microsoft and Rare get a cut of it. like obviously Rare, but like you know, Microsoft still get a little bit of that, a little bit of the action. I'd say it's more possible now. Uh, yeah, I think it's... Oh, man. Shit. I'll play through those games again. I mean, I didn't play Tui, actually, to be fair. But... <sighs> See, I hear people say they like Tui, so I don't know. I'm, I want to I wanna check it out myself. I, I remember, I tried going back to them in Red Replay, and I forgot how much talking there was in Tui. <laughs> I was just yeah. out very quickly on that game. Well, that's the thing. Do you think... And when I say talking, I've course, I'm like, okay, cool, I get it. Oh, God. Um... Skip, skip, I can't skip. Oh, God, why not? Well, at the very least, like, maybe those two games. But, I, I mean, do you think it's possible to see Rare Replay come to the Switch? Rare Replay would be the ideal pick. Yeah. Um, it covers, it basically will cover all bases by going, hey, here's all those old Nintendo games mm-hmm. again. I want to play Blast Core again. Fuck yeah. Do you? Even- I really do. <laughs> I want to play Perfect Dark again. Yeah, I want to play Perfect Dark a lot. That Oh, boy, that game is good. Um, Just... Shout out and a moment of silence for Goldeneye, yeah. who has no hope. Yeah, that's uh, that's never happening. You were, you were the best of us, Goldeneye, it, and it had it had one shot at it as well, and it wasn't very good. So, yeah, it was a pretty bad game. Um, do you know it's not going to be a bad game though, Kyron? And that I'm really excited for. It's my time to like gush and get excited. Go on, 
Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's real. It's happening. It's unfortunately coming out in March 20. It's happening next year. Um, <laughs> next year. But... In between 7 Remake and Cyberpunk. But, uh, look, man, I'm making time for this because I am ready to move to an island, set up shop, and I'm going to have my own little campsite, and I'm going to have people come and visit me. Uh, I can have up to eight people come and visit me on my island and have fun. And I'm going to come and trash your island. I'm going to fucking ban you. From- <laughs> 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 I'm going to ban you from my island. I have excited no cards allowed. Uh, like New Horizons is my last <laughs> chance to get into Animal Crossing. That's true. It really yeah. is. And I, I, I kind of like. I get why people like, like yourself, like aren't into it. Um, it might not have just clicked or anything like that. I don't. There's something about New Leaf that just fucking struck a chord with me, and I just really enjoyed doing menial tasks in this beautiful world. Uh, and I'm set to do that again. Um, this time it's crafting. So you can actually craft stuff at at Nook's workbench. Um, you can place furniture and things outside, so you can decorate the entire island. Basically, um, I I'm really really excited. Uh, I, like I said, I called it as well. Co-op, uh, two uh, two Joy-Con co-op as well. So you can jump in basically uh, and play with a friend with uh, the two Joy-Cons, which I think is very clever and very neat and makes sense. Um, but all your favorite things are here from what we can tell. It looks like there's going to be fishing. There's going to be catching bugs. There's going to be collecting fruit, digging up seashells and, and, and fossils and all that kind of stuff. Um, but will I be able to collect Samus's outfit again? Oh, surely. I, that was one of the, then there you go. You've got me at least until I yeah, get those. I, I, that was one of the best parts of New Leaf was like all the, the, um, the Nintendo stuff that they put in there. Uh, and I think. It was my driving force. Surely they will do that again. I think you'll be able to craft was, stuff like that. I remember I played New Leaf until I got the Varia suit and the helmet and the little Metroid hatchling. I was like, yep. cool, I did it. I finished I finished Animal Crossing. You can get a ship as well, can't you, I think? I think it's a little... So what you're saying is I didn't finish Animal Crossing. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. I think. I could be wrong. I just have a memory of getting the ship, but maybe I was wrong. Um, yeah, I am super excited for this. Um, they There's a whole like Treehouse Direct... I was gonna say, like in the direct itself, it was there wasn't much. Um, yeah, so it was treehouse. It was, yeah, the, the treehouse stream is where they they really went into it, and we got a, an adorable apology from from the developers saying we just need a little bit more time, and it was like, oh, okay, that's fine, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, Doug Bowser came out and was like, look, we we want to maintain work life balance, yep. and that's and I'm like absolutely fun i was like take all the time you need um and also take all the time you need to make make it the best it could possibly be because uh again we haven't had a new mainline animal crossing game since new leaf so um it's exciting and the games that came after new leaf were um, well one of them was kind of fun from what i hear i say you say you say games they weren't animal crossing games they were yeah it was a one was a spin-off and one was a mobile game well, there was oh, two, was, two, two was spin-offs, spin-offs yeah. and game. one of those spin-offs was really bad, um, and one of them was like, okay, if you like designing houses, like Happy Home Designer was pretty cool, um, but the party one that was like Mario Party, what, what if we made Mario Party, but we took all the mini games out of it? Amiibo Festival. Yeah, Amiibo Festival, that's what it was. Oh, oh it's so bad. I watched people play that game, and I was like, oh, 
gross. It was it was back in the in the days of Wii U oh, film. It really was. Where they were just treading water until they got the switch out. It really was. It was gross. Um, but yeah, I won't go on too much more about Animal Crossing. I'm very excited for it though, and I'm happy that we have a release date, even if it is a year from now. But I was pretty pumped. Tom Luke showed up, and I was less pumped because I, f- I hate that little raccoon bastard. But uh, it's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Hopefully, I get to punch him this time. But we'll see. Leave him alone. He's trying to make a life. No. <laughs> All right. It's fine. Hey, he just he he's found a market, and he's he's capitalized on that. It's fine. I can't. <laughs> Next time you finish paying something off, I'm going to come along and be like, cool, I gave you this as well now, and that's another $500. Yeah, look at this cool. <laughs> like, you're giving me another like f- like another story on my house. I'm like, yeah, all right, fine, I guess I'll pay it off. It's pretty cool. I have more room to do shit now, so fine, I guess. I didn't ask for it, but I'll uh, take it. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Can't wait to see what Rosetti's job is. Bring on Rosetti, let's go. Don't even, don't. Don't you dare. Make Rosetti <clears throat> compul- like make him your neighbor. Don't you dare. Game's got autosave now. He's out of a job. I know, I'm so glad autosave is there. Yeah, as me well. too, actually. Yeah, all joking aside. All cheese. joking aside, yeah, autosave makes a lot of sense. Um No cloud <clears throat> save though, I don't think. Yeah. Which sucks. That is terrible and should be yeah. changed. Uh, they'll add that down the track. Surely. Hopefully, maybe. Um <laughs> where do you want to go next? <clears throat> I mean, the biggest announcement for the entire direct is the Breath of the Wild sequel. Well, that's true. Yeah, all right. Well, let's touch on that. We'll do a bit of a Zelda rock block between this and uh, release date for Link's Awakening. Even though it was leaked by Amazon earlier. Well, look. (laughs) Sure, yes, it was. But we should bring it up. Anyway. uh, But yeah, the the direct ended with a, a one more thing moment. Which who doesn't love a one more thing? And the second that he came on and... Like Lent, and you're like, oh, we're getting one. More we're getting thing. one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, quite literally, like, and it was the best kind of one more thing too. A, a nice little tease for the future of Zelda, uh, and a, called out as a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yes, they said a direct sequel. The, the, the direct sequel to Breath of the Wild is now in development. Don't be clear. I'm on. I'm on um, Team 2020 for this game. I. The more I think about it, the more I hear people talk about it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because it's. It's in the same engine, yeah, um, and same but, Hyrule. And I've heard a lot of them. Uh, there's there were there's talk about like they were doing. I they had too many ideas for DLC, for DLC. yeah, and so they yeah. just decided to make it into one game, which has happened before. Like Saints Row yep. Four was that, um, and it's again Breath of the Wild came out two, two years now, two and a half years. Yeah, two it's been a, a while. Years ago, yeah. Um, like I don't know, I, I'm Team 2020 for this game. I I I am in that camp now as well. I, I I'm more inclined to believe that for sure. Um, man, this shit looks dark though. Like I'm so excited. I'm really that's excited. Why I'm in. And like like it looks like from what we can tell, it looks like Ganondorf's body. It sure does. He's wearing the same like crest and stuff from Twilight Princess. Yeah, man. Like the little, the little like plumes of like green energies. Like it's highly in for Seal Ganon. Yep. Oh man. Oh, the music backwards is uh, the music played backwards. If you reverse it, is sort of like the game over music from the original Legend of Zelda. Oh my god! And like it's it, oh boy. <laughs> and it looks like I, I, I know. Do you think maybe we're going underneath Hyrule this time? So again, that's so that's what I've heard people talking about, and it would make sense, assuming that the overworld is basically unchanged. Yep. At the very end, the castle is rising up. Yes, and I've 
heard people theorizing that could be the game's way because let's face it we've got to get dungeons this time right right yeah so that could be raising up the dungeons from the underground fuck man a la legend of zelda one oh man shit yes i am so in because i I was thinking about it like i think in the white house you can't see the sheikah towers anymore yeah i I don't know whether that's because maybe it's that they've particular framing of that but there's usually always at least one in shot no matter where you look Mm. because there's a few around and like it's it's sort of not exactly from the same shot as like a lot of the original stuff but yeah it's they do seem absent so far and uh what else was there there's something else that's uh, you can't just chuck another hundred shrines in there honestly no i think i think that's why you'll get dungeons make sense (laughs) you might get like 25 to 50 shrines and then dungeons I just want dungeons so bad. Yeah, I, I think like dungeons will be in this one. I think Breath of the Wild's biggest weakness is no dungeons. Yep, I agree. The, um, the divine beasts were fine, but not as good as a dungeon. No, absolutely not. Um, I really, yeah, I think dungeons are going to come back. Um, I think we talked about it back when we first discussed Breath of the Wild, but I just I miss that feeling of entering a dungeon and just being like, "All right, next two to three hours, let's go." Yeah, exactly. In. Yeah, no, it's uh, and and the, it was really cool to see them do what they did with the shrines because i think that was really fun like seeking them out going through and figuring out what they have to do inside and then it was a bummer that they wasted like 20 or 30 of them on combat though that's true yeah there were a lot those those. ones felt like they were just sort of trying to fill them out yeah there were a lot of those ones um but yeah i the other the other big uh topic that's going around one of the other big topics that's going around and related to it is people maybe trying to figure out whether or not zelda's playable in this one maybe there's co-op maybe um i'm not i'm not sure on co-op no uh but i i mean i i'm leaning towards zelda being playable especially if Mm -hmm. this is a result of scrapped dlc plans yeah actually very true yeah i remember when people were first when they were first showing the trailers for the the story dlc Mm -hmm. people were like can we play zelda in this one because she was pretty front and center a lot of that stuff yes i mean largely that's because there was a lot more there was more flashbacks yeah um more flashbacks please nintendo let's just tell the story (laughs) as it's happening (laughs) she's got a sweet new haircut in this she does she's got short hair little tease dressed Um, mostly the same as link yes yeah i think Man, if we get to play Zelda, that'd be so cool. The question is, will I be like, will I be swappable, or will you have to? Like, I, I assume swappable, right? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like a uh, Mario is missing type situation. Uh, Link somehow I mean, gets into trouble, and Zelda's going to bust him out. Kind of works all the way up until the end because the Master Sword is what beats Ganondorf. <laughs> yeah, well, then you get to play as Link at the end. That actually, I, yeah, I could buy yeah. it. You do the final fight with like, and Zelda's there, like helping. Oh, there it is. Zelda's there helping, and it's like a a Trey, uh, um, uh, Kratos situation <laughs> where you can control her arrow. She can fire arrows and whatnot, like riding a horse, while you're in there trying to, you know, do slash damage. Yeah, I I do think that you, I I feel like if it's going to be Zelda playable, it'll be like swappable. Yep. Okay. So you can like choose to play either of them. Yeah, like I, 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 sh- I assume there'll be like situations they're both suited for. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see them not letting you play as Link. I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Zelda gets to finally hold the Master Sword. This is Nintendo. Why not? Man. This is Nintendo. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, okay. I think yeah. she's playable, though. I do think she's playable, but um, I think so too. I think I think it's time. I'll be so disappointed if she's not at this point. <laughs> yep, I think it's yeah, it's <laughs> cut to us this time next year. It's going well. Okay, it's Link again. And then, um, I'll, then I'll play the game and forget immediately. Forget because, about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like oh, fine. I, just, I just think it should. Yeah, let it be playable. Come on, Nintendo. It's you. Like when you after Breath of the Wild, there was a bunch of not great interviews where you didn't handle the issue that well. No, 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 no. Um, but that's not, we, we've like I said, we finally got the release date for Link's Awakening as well. Um, because you know they're trying new things with the franchise now with with the the Zelda franchise. Um, and this seems to be like a, a, a on a smaller scale what they've done with um Final Fantasy remake, you know. Where it's like the 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 original feeling and spirit of the game is there, but we've completely overhauled like how it looks, uh, how it feels, um, but still keeping that flavor there. Yeah, because it seems like the story and the music's basically untouched. Yep. Um, and my God, Link looks adorable. He does. I, I mean, all the characters look adorable in it. They look like little toys. Uh, For me, they also largely answered the question of like. Again, we talked about it a bit about how you justify the price. Mm-hmm. Yes. They showed off the dungeon building stuff. So, basically, it's Zelda Maker, essentially. Essentially, yeah. You can you build, like, you unlock rooms. Yeah. And you can talk to Dante, the gravekeeper. Yep. Uh, and yeah, you can build Zelda dungeons. <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. And you can get, like, treasures from that can help mm-hmm. you in, the, in your quest as well. Very cool. It'd be awesome if you could actually send them to friends as well. Like, I assume you'll be able to eventually. Sure, right? like, like they'll it be, just, be able begging to like go for through. it. Yeah, yeah. This is this is them testing to see if people use this, whether they make a full fledged Zelda maker in future. I guarantee. This is a this is a Maybe. test for it. And then from then on, they're going to be like, "All right, cool. You like that, right?" And then you can choose between the art styles of New Link's Awakening, Old Link's Awakening, um, uh, Link Between Worlds. Link to the past, like all those top-down ones. Yeah, drafty Maybe. tweets, drafty tweets. It'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, it's coming out twentieth of September. Definitely gonna check this out because I never played it and I hear really good things about it. It's a very good Zelda game. I want to know why there's Mario characters in there. Why is there a chain chomp? <laughs> That's just for fun. <laughs> yep, I'm cool. I'm down. Um, but yeah. I'm down for that uh, indeed. God, there's, <clears throat> there's so many headlines here. There's just not enough time to deal with them all. There really is. But we just mentioned three looks really good. It does look really good. Um, so back yep. in, a, a, you know, it's leaving behind the mission based off of Dark Moon, which I'm happy for. Yeah, it's back to like a single location. Going I fell it, off Dark Moon so quick. <laughs> Me too. And I tried to go back to it and then I fell off it again. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to checking this out. Um, it's got co-op as well. Where the second player can Gooigi. be Gooigi, which I'm still uncomfortable with the name. Um and yeah, it's set in a haunted hotel where the the, the Mushroom Kingdom crew go on a, a vacation together, and all of them go missing except for Luigi. And then he has to get bust out the old uh, the old uh, uh, Poltergust, and uh, what's well, his new one? Actually, it's a new version of it. You say it's not his old Poltergust. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I mean the, the the idea of the old Poltergust. Um, but yeah, Professor E. Gad's made a new one for him. Uh, it's got new abilities, like a slam, which is great, because it just reminds me of Ghostbusters, which is perfect for this game. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. But even just, like, defeating the ghosts seems a lot more fun in this one. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, like, Ghostbusters meet, meets, like, 
the haunted mansion slash tower of terror rides from disneyland like that's what that's what it feels like the the setup uh is like this haunted hotel um the boss fights look really cool um yep it's yeah 2019 still no tba locks release date but we'll see we'll see uh Kind, you want to touch on your uh, the, the the other new um, the Square Enix? Oh, baby, we're getting so they they shadow dropped the collection of mana, which people yep. had been wanting ever since it came out in Japan, and they yep. they basically said nothing. Great name for it as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, yeah. so that includes um the original one on Game Boy, the Su- Secret of Mana from SNES, yep. and the Super Nintendo one up that came after that, but we never got. Called, it's called Trials of Mana in English. I played a English ROM hack way back in the day <laughs> on the old ZS NES emulator. It's really good. Yeah. I'm so glad it's finally coming out over here. And I nearly pulled the trigger immediately. And then they also were like, oh, by the way, we're remaking Trials of Mana. I was <laughs> like, like Whoa, Whoa, okay, hang okay. on a second. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll wait. <laughs> I am, um, I, yeah, I kind of want to check this out because. I never played any of the mana games, so I um, I should really play Secret of Mana, considering I've got it on my SNES Classic. They are very fun. Um, and Secret of Mana has it. I mean, Trials of Mana 2, maybe. Again, I didn't play it. I played it on PC on my own, so I don't know. But mm. Secret of Mana has co-ops, so... True, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I, I must admit, yeah, the, the, the remake looks really cool. Like, looks gorgeous it looks way better than the secret of mana one did oh god yeah it, it, this looks it looks very dragon questy this yeah. one yeah secret oh, of mana, I still, sometimes i think about that secret of mana remake and i just feel sad yeah it's like they they just cocked that up so massively they did oh and it's like yeah because uh, yeah, I, I was like oh maybe i'll play that no. <laughs> no, no, no 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 um the last big thing for me that I'm really excited for uh, is No More Heroes 3. Fucking Travis Touchdown is back, baby, in a fully-fledged No More Heroes sequel. Um, it's funny, because like, the reactions, I think, have been a bit lukewarm after how... Eh, Travis, Travis Strikes, strikes back. again. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that sort of affected um, the hype of this a bit, especially because they didn't show much beyond that reveal. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. I I, I have faith that you know, Sue's going to make it at least a little bit fun. It would be cool, cool to see um, Travis getting out there again. I keep looking at Travis Strikes again, and maybe once it's really cheap, I'm probably going to pick it up and play through it. I hear I nothing I but to. just sort of shoulder shrugs about it. So That's what I've heard as well. So I'll wait till it goes cheap enough and I might pick it up. But um, the what I'm hoping for is that they put one and two out on the Switch in a collection. Maybe. They did remaster No More Heroes 1 for PS3 back in the day. Yeah, and I never got to play two, so I I really would like to play two. So I'm hopefully uh, that that might be something that will come later in the year. Cross those fingers, Joel. Next year, even. Uh, yeah, I really am. But apart from that, it's he's got a fucking mech suit now, which looks awesome. Um, it's like an Iron Man mech suit. Does he get used like, in the game? I see. I just want to know all this stuff. Yeah, well, I see it. Like, surely there's probably going to be some sort of like flying segment. That'll be your new method instead of having the motorbike. Or it'll transform into the motorbike. Thank God, because the motorbike sucks. <laughs> yeah, the motorbike does suck. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, pretty impressive. Like, <laughs> the the Switcher. Um, so that, that's the real biggest news. Switcher 3 on Switch is yep. a real thing. 
It yep. runs at a resolution which is basically garbage. Yep, it is a potato. But um, on, on such a small screen, if you're playing it handheld, you won't really notice. Yep, no, totally fine. It includes all DLC, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. Like I don't know how they've done it. I, I don't get it. What have you CD Project Red, how? <laughs> I yeah. Although I did I know getting to put it all onto onto it's apparently gonna be on a thirty two gig card. How? <laughs> yep, yep. So thirty two gig. They're squashed into thirty two gig. What witchcraft have they done and where's Cyberpunk coming to switch? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, now we're talking. Alright, there we go. Um Yeah, I I I feel like I need to go back maybe and try Witcher. Again. I will be buying the Witcher on Switch. <laughs> I feel like I almost I kind of like I saw Big W had the Witcher Three like Game of the Year edition with the DLCs for ten dollars on PS4. Oh, it's really cheap. Like. And I was like, I should just give it another go, maybe. Because um, yeah, I remember getting really overwhelmed by it, but um, I can't get ready for Cyberpunk, man, because they're going to overwhelm you even more in that. I know, but we, I, I talked about that. I know that. you hate fantasy. We talked about it earlier in episode. <laughs> it's not. Not that, Karen. It is that. I don't know. I don't know that. why you hate fantasy, but you do. Fine. I hate fantasy, Karen. There you go. There you go. Happy. See? Fucking happy. I hate fantasy. Joel McDonald, twenty nineteen. Yep. It's fine. Put it's on fine. a shirt. <laughs> fine. Fine. I'll stick with my roguelikes. Um, Enjoy them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, that's sort of. There are a couple of other little small announcements in there. There's a Dark Crystal Tactics game that's tying into the new Netflix series, which is pretty cool. We're getting a really ugly Contra game. <laughs> it's really bad looking. But Apparently the gameplay like is good, yeah. but like it looks so bad. <laughs> it looks uh looks rough. It looks like a PS2 game. Um But yeah, that's that, that, that's sort of the big headlines from Nintendo. Lots of fun stuff there. Really weird Resident Evil announcement that was just to yeah. confirm that five and six is coming to Switch. <laughs> of all yeah. Oh, to make a big deal out of five and six coming, that's cool. Um but yeah, it was a, it was a, I think probably, I think Nintendo's was my favorite direct stream conference of, of this year. Uh, I just think cause there was more things that were, I was excited for and were more applicable to me, I guess. Well, yeah. Like I was definitely very happy after their press conference, after their direct, I'm sorry, it's on a press conference. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like, they've got to have their own name for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, outside of that, I mean, like. There are a couple of things outside of the the big ones, but like I mean, Devolver had their thing, which continued the lore of the last two they've done, uh, and it was fucking insane, and I loved it. But there was a trailer for a game called Carrion, which is uh, they described it as a uh, a metro a two D Metroidvania uh, where you are the you a reverse horror experience. I think they called it. So you're basically like essentially the thing from the thing, where you consume all these like scientists, you're busting out of a lab and consuming these scientists and growing bigger and bigger as you're like trying to get through these levels. And it looks grotesque and awesome. And it's got great like art style to it. And I'm very, very much excited for that. Uh, it's coming out next year. Okay, it's on my radar. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that one in there as well. So I was very excited. Um, but yeah, shall we, what, what else? Is there anything else to get to you from me? Three cards here. Uh, not really. Again, as a transition year, like all of my excitement came really from Nintendo's Direct and seeing Seven. Like that yep. was that was where all my excitement was this year. Yes, for sure. Um, but yes. Uh, overall, E three. What what were you? Did you 
do you feel this year? See you next year. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like it was a weird year. We 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 got some cool things out of it, but it was uh yeah, like you said, a transitional year, so very bizarre. Like after because presumably I don't know, we don't know for sure, but it just feels like PSX will be back this year and we'll see something next gen from Sony. It just feels like it's the time. Yeah. Or they'll do an early an event early next year. Try to get out before Xbox does their event early next year. Yeah, I like I'm envisioning like September October for them to do something. This I, year? I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't know why. I just have this feeling, but my feelings are pretty shit because the last <laughs> time I had a feeling about something PlayStation related, I was completely wrong. Um, I have to imagine that they'll like like just because they've got Death Stranding coming up, like they might wait till after that. True. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Which I that keep forgetting Death Stranding is in November. Jesus God. Christ. Damn it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I was pretty happy overall. It was just sort of a little bit like, okay, cool. It was a cruisy but history. Honestly. I think it was more fun listening to people's impressions of stuff they played and saw yes. afterwards. I think that was where I got a lot more enjoyment. Well, yeah, again, especially because a lot of the press conference stuff was pretty subdued. And toned down, so we mm-hmm. were relying more so on those floor impressions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's all over for another year. We can finally sleep again, which is good. Um, it's great. It was good training for like when baby comes, like getting up <laughs> at stupid o'clock, so and doing an entire day on no sleep. So I'm excited fun. to not wake up at five a.m. anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so good. Um, anyway, uh, I reckon uh, that's about it, though. For for E3 2019. Do you want to rank them, Joel, since we've come this far? Look, I'd, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I guess, no, I'm, I'm, pick Nintendo, a, a favourite and a least favourite. Nintendo was my favourite. Yep. I think, hands down, I really, really enjoyed that. I think, honestly, Ubisoft's was probably my least favourite just because I kind of expected more from them because they've yeah. always been, they didn't give me the good vibes I normally get from an Ubisoft conference. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't to say that I didn't enjoy their conference. I thought it was still pretty good, but it was just, I think, the weakest of all of them. Um, Microsoft was all over the shop. It was a bit <laughs> wild card with how they did things. Playing um, by leaks, otherwise I think it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bethesda's was at least consistent, <laughs> um, for better or worse. And, uh, and yeah, Square Enix's, I think, dragged in the middle. When uh, with stuff that wasn't super relevant to me, but I was like, "Oh, that's neat." Um, but Seven Remake looks amazing, and Avengers looks questionable. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I'm still going back and forth on my favorite. I can't pick between. I think I might. I might give it to Square just because, again, the best thing I saw all these three was like that meaty twenty or ten or fifteen minute chunk of Seven Remake. Yeah, it was easily the best thing out of all the presentations that i saw so i'm even though the middle dragged a bit it was fine because it was all jrpg stuff that i'm into mostly anyway exactly yeah. i think i might give it to them and yeah i do agree my least favorite was definitely ubisoft like yeah and again like that's I, it's just if we had to pick a least favorite i think yeah it was the one i mean that, i just even yeah. even aside from not delivering surprises a lot of the updates just weren't interesting to me yeah, exactly yeah so it's just not it wasn't for me <laughs> yep nope fair enough Totally fine. Um, but I think it's an episode though, Kyron. I think it is. It's more of a meaty one. It is it's a meaty one. It's like an old school one. Yeah. <laughs> this is like our very first 
uh, E3 <laughs> coverage. Oh, um, but yes, thank you for sticking with us. Yes, yeah. uh, as always. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. Yeah, as, as Joel said, if you've stuck with us for this whole thing, we do appreciate it. Because mm-hmm. we realize, man, I'm looking at this recording. This one's about nearly two hours. I apologize. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you would like to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can get in touch with us via email, which is just contact at dialogueoptions.com. Uh, you can follow both of us individually, on social media. Uh, I am at X on Twitter, where lately I haven't been tweeting at E3 stuff. It's been nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last thing I tweeted, actually. I've got to check now. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's just, I, I tweeted, I know what it was. I tweeted a picture of um, the heir of Playouts Kai. Oh, my, God. Yeah, that's right. I promised myself. Yep. Buy this. It's like 160 Australian. It's not bad. It's like that's 50 not bucks bad. off. That's pretty good. I might get it. Uh, but what about you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where the last thing I tweeted about was me waiting for my MBN appointment uh, <laughs> and being very, very hopeful. Okay, still, still relevant. <laughs> still relevant. Um, Sadly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, alas, after four hours of two different technicians trying to get something sorted, apparently it, they couldn't. And I still don't know why or how or... <laughs> Uh, but I have another appointment next Monday. I'm going to go call them now and see if I can schedule fingers that. Fingers crossed, closer. Joel. My fingers are crossed for you. Oh, I'm just at the point now where I just kind of want to snap something in half. Like, I just... at, at this point, it almost feels like even if you had your internet that you had at your old place, at least it's internet. Uh, right? Yeah. And I, <laughs> but I can't. I, I can't even get ADSL anymore. It's just, oh. it's a nightmare. Um so I'm living the, that, that expensive 4G life. Everyone, everyone out there listening, you send your positive energy to draw yes, spirit please. bomb style. Let's do it. Pray, pray to the pray to the internet gods for me to actually get <laughs> a stable, like a, a connection. I didn't care if it's stable. Just, <laughs> I'll take a connection. Some sort of connection at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been tweeting about, cool. unfortunately. <laughs> well then, uh, as always as well, before I forget, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether that's Podbean, Podchaser, iTunes, wherever, Chuck us a review or a thumbs up or a share or whatever. It helps a lot. Yes. Uh, But other than that, I'll let our wonderful theme song see us out and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Options podcast.